This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Here at Daytona, the fans have made their way to their seats, all set, ready to go, waiting for the command to fire engines, which is coming just a minute from now. And again, this is something everyone has worked preparing for all throughout the winter months. And as far as uh, the fans, Barney, and us, we've been waiting for it for a long time. It's finally here. Yep. 200 laps of just pure excitement about to unfold out there this afternoon. I think everybody here is anxious to see what will truly unfold in this Daytona 500 with all the changes we've seen and the new type of drafting and everything else. And, of course, for those seeking to win a championship, in the case of Jimmy Johnson and the Lowe's team, seeking to win another championship, it's all about getting off to a good start here in the very first race of the year. It means so much to a race team's momentum to start the year off in our biggest race with a victory or at least up into points to where you can really start building on that going into the season you leave Daytona in a hole it's a deep one it's a tough one to climb out of so everybody's hoping for the very best here today and of course everybody wants that prize to win the trophy here today that's presented for winning the Daytona 500 now let's go trackside and hear those famous words ladies and gentlemen please welcome Cole Grand Marshals and stars of the upcoming movie Transformers Dark of the Moon Josh Dumel Rosie Huntington Whiteley and director Michael Bay as they deliver the most famous Famous words in motorsports. I want to take a moment to thank all of our troops overseas fighting for us. And now, <laughs> gentlemen, start engine. Time now for the starting lineup for today's Daytona 500. Brought to you by Wrangler. For unbeatable comfort and value, you can count on Wrangler. Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. Row 22. Terry Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, U.S. Chrome number 32. Row 21. Dave Blaney, Cortland, Ohio. Tommy Baldwin Racing Chevrolet. Joe Nemechek, Lakeland, Florida. AMFMEnergy.com. Toyota. Row 20. Travis Quaffle, Janesville, Wisconsin, Long John Silver Sport. David Gilliland, Riverside, California, Taco Bell, Ford Fusion. Row 19. Joey Legano, Middletown, Connecticut, Home Depot, Toyota. Andy Lally, Northport, New York, TRG Motorsports Chevrolet. Row 18. Steve Wallace, Mooresville, North Carolina, 5-Hour Energy Toyota. G'day, I'm Marcus Ambrose, Tasmania, Australia, Stanley, Ford Fusion. Row 17. David Reagan, Unadella, Georgia, UPS Ford. J.J. Yaley, Phoenix, Arizona, the Whitney Motorsports Chevrolet. Row 16. Trevor Bain, Knoxville, Tennessee, Ford Motorcraft, Ford. Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, Kroger, Toyota. Row 15. Robbie Gordon, Orange, California, Speed Energy, Dodge Charger. Bill Elliott, Dawsonville, Georgia, Ride X, Security Benefits, Billboard, Phoenix Racing, Chevrolet. Row 14. Robert Richardson, Jr. from McKinney, Texas, from North Texas Pipe, Ford Fusion. Brian Vickers, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Red Bull, Toyota. Row 13. Greg Biffle, Vancouver, Washington. 3M Ford Fusion. Tony Stewart, Columbus, Indiana. Office Depot, Mobile One Chevrolet. Row 12. David Rudiman, Zephyros, Florida. Aaron Three Machine, Toyota Cameron. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California. Lowe's Chevrolet. Row 11. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri. Aflac Ford. Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana. U.S. 
Army Chevrolet. Roll 10. Martin Truex Jr., Mayetta, New Jersey, Napa Auto Parts, Toyota. Paul Menard, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Menards Chevrolet. Roll 9. Denny Hamlin, Chesterfield, Virginia, FedEx Toyota. Mark Martin, Batesville, Arkansas, GoData.com, Chevrolet. Roll 8. Brad Keselowski, Rochester Hills, Michigan. Miller Light Dodge. AJ Allmendinger, San Jose, California, Best Buy, Ford. Row 7. Jamie McMurray, Joplin, Missouri, Bass Pro Shops, Chevy Impala. Juan Pablo Montoya, Bogota, Colombia, Target, Chevrolet. Row 6. Brian Keselowski from Rochester Hills, Michigan, K Automotive Motorsports Dodge. Casey Kane, Enumclaw, Washington, Red Bull, Toyota. And now, the top 10 starters. Starting 10th. Kyle Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada, M&M's, Camry. Starting 9th. Matt Kenseth, Cambridge, Wisconsin, Crown Royal Black Ford. Starting 8th. Michael Waltrip, Owensboro, Kentucky, Napa Auto Parts, Toyota. Starting 7th. Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California, Budweiser, Chevrolet. Starting 6th. Clint Boyer, Emporia, Kansas, Cheerios, Hamburger Helper, Chevrolet. Starting 5th. Regan Smith, Cato, New York, Furniture Row, Chevy. Starting 4th. Jeff Burton, South Boston, Virginia, Caterpillar, Chevrolet. Starting third. Kurt Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada. Shell Pennzoil Dodge. Starting second. Jeff Gordon, Vallejo, California. Drive to End Hunger Chevrolet. And starting on the pole. Dylan Hart Jr., Mooresville, North Carolina. Amp Energy National Guard Chevrolet. That's the 43 starters for today's Daytona 500. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Back at the World Center of Racing, the field is already on the racetrack, completing the first pace lap before we drop the green and start the Daytona 500. Again, just about a sellout crowd on a picture-perfect afternoon. What a way to start a new season, Barney Hall. I'll tell you what, I've been coming here a long, long time, and probably today I'm a little more pumped up and excited than I've been in a long, long, long time here at Daytona because of what we will see this afternoon. I think everybody here will go away with something special to, about this Daytona 500. Here comes the field into the trioval. The pace car heads to pit road. And for the start of the 53rd running of the Daytona 500, MRN Radio's Barney Hall. Every Daytona 500 has been special. This one could be the best one we've ever seen at this racetrack. Here they come down to the line. Hang on for 200 laps of excitement here at Daytona this afternoon. The Great American Race is underway and heading for turn one. On to the accelerator, up through the gearbox. Try to bring these cars up to full song. Inside line by about a half a car length has he 
advantage. That means Kurt Busch, the pole setter, with Regan Smith buried up underneath his rear spoiler. It'll be Busch and Smith, then side-by-side, Kevin Harvick and Jeff Burton. Jeff Gordon drops anchor coming off turn number two, trying to find a partner. He is free-falling through the field. Up front, leader, Kurt Busch, Regan Smith right behind him. And then here come Kevin Harvick and Matt Kenseth in third and fourth. They are side-by-side behind them. Michael Waltrip now slipping by Jeff Burton. Here comes A.J. Allmendinger. Big push from Mark Martin. Up front, though, it's Kurt Busch and Regan Smith. Two-car breakaway, then a group of about eight, and then they're bunched up two and three wide throughout the field at the line completing lap number one. Kurt Busch leads Regan Smith. Then it's Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth, and Michael Waltrip. Waltrip now get picks up a drafting partner. He's got Kyle Busch in his trunk. Then side-by-side, A.J. Allmendinger and Mark Martin on the inside lane. The Richard Childress Racing teammates, Jeff Burton and Quint Boyer up high. Five packs of two have distanced themselves from the rest of the field. Kurt Busch and Regan Smith up front, and here comes Kevin Harvick and Matt Kenseth. Michael Waltrip and Kyle Busch are there, side-by-side for the lead of the Daytona 500. Here comes Kevin Harvick. He's got drafting help right behind him, the Ford of Matt Kenseth. Downstairs, you've got the Dodge. Kurt Busch behind him. The Chevrolet of Regan Smith, they're wheel-to-wheel. Here comes the field off turn four, back into the trifle, completing lap number two and beginning lap three. It was ten years ago in this race, seven-time Sprint Cup champ Dale Earnhardt was killed in a last lap crash as another of his cars, driven by Michael Waltrip, won the Great American Race. On this lap of the 2011 Daytona 500, lap three, fans have been asked to stand and signal the number three in honor of him. This is Dale's lap. Dale Earnhardt left a lasting mark on the sport and on the people he came in contact with. It's amazing, Barney, that it's been 10 years, but everybody still remembers the Intimidator. Joe, almost every fan here has a special Dale Earnhardt story or memory of of him. Today's tribute to the man is another one they can cherish for a long time. Here's the field back at the line. And up front this time, Kurt Busch, Regan Smith still in second, A.J. Allmendinger, Mark Martin, and Kevin Harvick two by two into turn one. And the challenge is on for the lead. A.J. Allmendinger with drafting help from Mark Martin goes to the yellow line at the bottom of the racetrack. Powers to the inside. They're wheel to wheel for the top spot. Side by side up the super stretch they come. The inside lane begins to get the advantage. It's A.J. Allmendinger and Mark Martin. A.J. Allmendinger trying to take Richard Petty's number 43, back to the lead at Daytona. A guy that was so sick just a couple of days ago, he didn't think he could drive on Thursday. Now he's leading the Daytona 500. A.J. Allmendinger, Mark Martin going to the front. There are five twosomes at the front of the field heading back down to the line. Just about everybody's down at the bottom of the racetrack except that outside group, and they have got a good run going as they swing down toward turn number one. Kurt Busch takes them back to the corner in turn one. Busch has got the lead, but maybe not for long. Here comes the middle of the racetrack charge. Kevin Harvick, back, Kenseth Holder trouble. Kyle Busch spins. He collects uh, Michael Waltrip. All the way around goes Kyle. Down to the apron. Waltrip continues on with minimal damage. Kyle Busch another time. Three, four times. 360 degree spins for the M&M's Toyota. He refires the automobile on the apron and pulls away. Not a lot of damage, but a scary spin in the middle of the pack early for Kyle Busch. Service Master Clean Caution comes out on lap number four as one of the drivers many thought was a contender for the win today. Two of them, as a matter of fact, are involved in turn two. Well, Joe, it was just another one of those weird spins that occurs when the front car in the draft has to check up or changes his line just ever so slightly. 
Kyle Busch was the locomotive in a two-car draft along with Michael Waltrip. Not sure what caused it, but Waltrip got into the back of him a little too hard or a little too wrong and just turned Kyle Busch around. Kyle was very, very fortunate. 90% of the field had to miss him as he spun multiple times between turns one and two. One to go signal was displayed a few moments ago. We're about to get back with it. This is the way they'll restart. Kevin Harvick is at the front of the field. A.J. Allmendinger second. Matt Kenseth third. Mark Martin fourth. Kurt Busch fifth. Sixth, Regan Smith. Jeff Burton seventh. Eighth would be Clint Boyer. Ninth would be Jeff Gordon. And tenth, Casey Kane. Taking you further down the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap seven. In the 11th position is David Reagan. Marcus Ambrose is up to 12th. Andy Lally runs 13th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. 14th. Robbie Gordon is in 15th. Martin Truex is 16th. Joey Logano 17th. Jimmy Johnson's in 18th. Trevor Bain. 19th, and Brian Vickers runs 20th. 21st will go to Dave Blaney, J.J. Yaley, 22nd, David Ruderman, 23rd, 24th, Denny Hamlin, 25th, that's Brian Keselowski, 26th, Michael Waltrip, Terry Labonte is shown 27th, 28th is Travis Quapel, Tony Stewart, 29th, and David Gilliland is 30th. 31st is Brad Keselowski, 32nd, Paul Menard, Kyle Busch is 33rd, 34th is Bill Elliott, with Carl Edwards, 35th, Jamie McMurray, 36th, Greg Biffleson, 37th, Juan Pablo Montoya, 38th, Bobby Labonte, 39th, and Steve Wallace, 40th, Joe Nemechek, 41st, Robert Richardson, 42nd, and Ryan Newman, 43rd. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Pace car behind the pit wall. Here they come down to the line. Green flag goes back in the air in the Great American Race. The Daytona 500 underway. Quickly, Kevin Harvick punches the throttle, gets down to the bottom of the racetrack, picks up A.J. Allmendinger with him, and heads off to turn one. The joust is on. Everybody grabs their partners and begins to dance. They're side by side for the lead as they hit the banking in turn number one. Kevin Harvick on the inside. A.J. Allmendinger on the outside. Then it's Matt Kenseth and Mark Martin inside and out. It's a dead heat for the lead off turn two. Side by side off of turn number two. Here's a driver on the comeback trail. Jeff Gordon's got some drafting help. He's got Casey Kane right behind him, and they go steam rolling past everybody. Matter of fact, they break into fifth and sixth, looking for more in turn three. Side by side for the race lead, though. Downstairs, you've got a Chevrolet. Top side, you've got a Ford. Here they come. Kevin Harvick and A.J. Allmendinger. They're wheel to wheel. A.J. in the outside lane. He led a lap just a few moments ago, trying to get back on the point in the Kings car. He'll do it with drafting help from Mark Martin. They 
work well together. Then comes Jeff Gordon, Kevin Harvick, and Casey Kane. Here they come into turn number one. Jeff Gordon with drafting help from Casey Kane. They've moved to the third and fourth positions. Chargers coming on the outside. It's Richard Childress racing teammates, Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton. Right behind them, here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. starting last this afternoon. He's already inside of the top ten. Now he needs a drafting partner. Up front, here's Gordon and Kane to the high side of the banking in turn three. It's the best by Ford of A.J. Allmendinger downstairs. You've got Jeff Gordon just rim riding off turn number four. Drafting help from Casey Kane. He'll pull even for the race lead. But everybody said you had to have a drafting partner to stay up at the front of the field, but that's not necessarily true at this stage of the race anyway. It's a breakaway of about ten cars broken up into twos but from back about 11th, 12th, and 13th. Dave, they're running two wide, three wide, and even single file going into the corner. Some of them still try to find a partner to team up with in the inside lane. Kevin Harvick is uh, in the middle of that pack. He's got himself a drafting partner, and he's challenging for the number three position on the inside. On the outside, here come Jeff Gordon and Casey Kane. One car begins to billow smoke midway through the field as everybody starts to scatter. It is the car of J.J. Yaley. Problems for Yaley as they part him inside and out, trying to get by. No problem for Dale Earnhardt Jr., though. He has a drafting partner now, and here he comes. Martin Truex Jr. hooked up at the tailgate. Jr. trying to go to the front. Racing back to the line, but the yellow flag is displayed because of the smoking J.J. Yaley car, and so we'll see the service master clean caution for the second time early in the running of the Daytona 500. Bagman, is he going to make it back around? Yeah, he uh, he came past us, Joe, and he pulled the car to the bottom of the racetrack. That was a very scary moment. J.J. was smack dab in the middle of the pack. All of a sudden, that Chevrolet began to go up in smoke. He was able to pull it down to the bottom of the racetrack, and nobody else was collected in J.J. Yaley's problem on the backstretch. Here they come, down to the line, getting ready to go back to green flag racing. They'll take the green at lap 15. Brad Keselowski, Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte, Steve Wallace, and Tony Stewart for the top five. Side by side, they come down to the line. Green goes in the air and setting sail as Brad Keselowski is going to pick up a drafting partner in the form of Terry Labonte. Everybody else is up for grabs in that outside lane in turn one. The Miller Lite Blue Deuce going for the lead on the inside lane, but he's going to get a bit of a tussle for it as they're going to challenge him hard in that outside line. Top side, it's going to be Bobby Labonte taking the lead. He'll jump to the bottom of the racetrack now in front of Keselowski. The outside line belongs to Steve Wallace and Paul Menard. Field comes to the back straightaway. Now we start to see him stack up three wide. Here comes a line in the extreme outside lane led by Jamie McMurray. But up front, Bobby Labonte now jumps in front of Brad Keselowski. Labonte will go to the lead of the 500. Steve Wallace is going to go in that third spot. Behind them, they are three wide. Jamie McMurray, what Pablo Montoya, extreme outside. Paul Menard in the middle. He's got drafting help from Tony Stewart. Bobby Labonte looking good coming back down through the trioval with drafting help from Brad Keselowski. They start to pull away from a side-by-side. Two, three, four, Four, five deep battle going off into turn number one. It's where you find Jamie McMurray and Paul Menard. McMurray to the top of the racetrack with drafting help from Juan Pablo Montoya. Takes it all the way to the safer barrier. Menard downstairs. Drafting help from Tony Stewart. That's the battle for third and fourth. Last time we saw some intestinal fortitude on display. They were four wide going off the end of the back straightaway and all the way through turn three. They will funnel back to double file ranks, especially for third and fourth with McMurray and uh, Menard there as well. And a fast duo that's closing. Here comes Joey Logano and Dale Earnhardt Jr. like a rocket through the field. They have come to seventh and they want more. It is unusual racing here at Daytona, but thus far it's worked out pretty good. The two by one 
two drivers hooking up, working just like everybody figured they would be doing all day long. But Dave Moody, they're cutting a little slack over there in the corner, and we haven't seen too much problem thus far. Giving each other a little bit of room to work here in the early going, no doubt about it. Challenge is on for the lead. Paul Medard, top side of the racetrack, drafting help from Tony Stewart to the point. Eight-car breakaway up front, and the challenge is on for the lead. It's double wide. Paul Menard and Tony Stewart on the outside line. You got Bobby Labonte and Brad Keselowski downstairs. Paul Menard now to the point with McMurray in third, looking for more as well. Tony Stewart giving that drafting help to Paul Menard. That propelled him to the top spot. Behind him, Bobby Labonte still getting a good push from Brad Keselowski. Paul Millard brings the field back to the start-finish line. Got a good dancing partner behind him in Tony Stewart. Tony dips the nose out of line a little bit, gets some fresh air in that engine compartment. They're trying to march away, but not having any luck, Dave. Not having any luck at all. Paul Menard and Tony Stewart run one and two, but they've got a challenge now. Coming to the left elbow, here comes Bobby Labonte with Keselowski pushing. They'll challenge on the back two. They look to the inside, going to the back straightaway. Couldn't get it done. They'll fall back in line, so it's a pack of two in Menard and Stewart, and then you got another pack of two, Bobby Labonte and Brad Keselowski, as they dive to the inside of three. Behind them, you've got Jamie McMurray and Juan Pablo Montoya working up through the field. Now they're going to climb the banking and go after Paul Menard. He's got the lead with Tony Stewart in tow. I don't think it's any big surprise that Paul Menard is able to get up there and lead some laps of the Daytona 500. He's been really strong in practice and looked good ever since the team came down here. Back to the front of the field. Menard right now and Jamie McMurray getting a serious challenge for the lead in turn one. Here comes Jamie McMurray, the defending Daytona 500 champion, with a rearview mirror full of Juan Pablo Montoya. They climb the banking, will challenge Paul Menard for the lead off turn two. Side by side, they will race to the super stretch. you got McMurray in the outside line, Menard downstairs. Each of them have drafting help. One pack emerging from the field now. you got David Gilliland and also Travis Quapple alongside Bobby Labonte and Brad Keselowski. They have charged through the field, but all of a sudden they stack them up behind them. Mont- or, excuse me, uh, Martin Truex Jr., David Ruderman had to jump out of the throttle as they got up behind Travis Quaffle. Menard still on the inside lane, trying to hold off. Jamie McMurray, who's charging hard on the outside of the line this time. Again, Menard hangs on to the lead with Tony Stewart, Jamie McMurray, Juan Pablo Montoya, and Bobby Labonte, the top five at lap 20. Back at the World Center of Racing, Paul Menard led the last lap. Not this one. It's Juan Pablo Montoya going to the point over Jamie McMurray. Paul Menard falls to third, and it's Tony Stewart and Bobby Labonte. Motor Racing Network would like to welcome in some new affiliates joining us for the Daytona 500 today. Sports Talk 570, WSPZ, and our nation's capital. The Sports Animal, 940 AM, WINZ in Miami, Florida. Trouble turn number two, Kevin Harvick. He is up in smoke. The Budweiser Chevrolet. Belching white smoke out of the header pipes. It all went away at the exit of turn number two. So the Service Master Clean Caution comes out for the third time today. Lap 22, Dave. It's all over for Kevin Harvick, Joe. The thing went up in smoke about midway between turns one and two. Everybody did a pretty good job behind him to stay untangled because the track was pretty much just invisible in that big plume of white smoke that was belching out of the pipes on the Budweiser Chevrolet. So what has been a great Speed Weeks 2011 for Kevin Harvick is going to end very early. So the race is slowed once again for an incident over in turn two. Kevin Harvick involved. Currently we're showing 41 cars still on the lead lap at lap 20.
26. Green in the air once again. And down to the inside lane is Clint Boyer. Kurt Busch alongside. Not crossing over as of yet. They're still stacked up double wide going off to turn one. Two by two they are for the moment as they hit the 31-degree banking. It'll be Clint Boyer on the inside. Kurt Busch on the outside. Then comes a three-man dance. Regan Smith drafting help from Jamie McMurray. Juan Pablo Montoya trying to tag onto the tail end of that line as well. Here they come to the back straightaway, and they are stacked up. Nobody breaking out of those two-car packs. They are stacked and packed. But now here comes a move from third. McMurray and Montoya cut to the bottom of the racetrack. They want a piece of the lead, and they're looking for it in turn three. Kurt Busch has got it, but he's about to lose it, and he will lose it to Jamie McMurray. He will lose it to Juan Pablo Montoya. They go to the front of the field, down to the inside. Here comes Clint Boyer and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Front six right now locked up in a two-car draft as they come down to the line a little bit further back in the field where all the action is going on. Again, as they cross the line, Clint Boyer and Kurt Busch take them back to the corner. Earnhardt Jr. has moved up to third. Brad Keselowski, Bobby Labonte, Martin Truex Jr., they're mixing it up pretty good in turn two. McMurray and Montoya caught in the middle. They went from first back to sixth and seventh. Now Kurt Busch and Regan Smith caught in the extreme outside lane. Everybody's going to freak they have dropped anchor. They are losing ground as they try to get reformulated to make moves back towards the front. Up front, it's Clint Boyer and Dale Jr. Third and fourth, McMurray and Montoya. Behind them, they're side by side. To the inside, it's Jeff Burton who is outside. Marcus Ambrose. Ambrose with drafting help from the 19-year-old superstar Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain coming to the front of the field with the Wood Brothers Ford at the stripe. He's working a good draft at the outside lane. He and Marcus Ambrose have it going on, trying to advance, but there's a a lot of traffic directly in front. A little bit of traffic to make their way through before they get to the extreme front of the pack, but right now they're doing all they can do to take over third and fourth. David Reagan with a bunch of drafting help from Trevor Bain. They run the outside. They're third and fourth and looking for more. Yeah, they are looking for the lead, but Montoya and McMurray have that covered. Jamie at the point, Juan Pablo right behind him, and here come David Reagan and Trevor Bain. They'll shift lanes. They'll go to the high side of the banking off the end of the back straightaway. They'll climb all the way four stories tall, 31 degrees. Whoa, David Rudeman gets turned around right in front of half the field. He'll take Michael Waltrip and others as the crash. A massive crash continues in three. Greg Biffle's involved. Andy Lally is involved. Marcus Ambrose. Jimmy Johnson is involved. Jeff Gordon is involved. Brian Keselowski is involved. Everybody spinning down into the grasses. Everybody on the brakes going topside. A huge crash that started up in turn number three. Service Master Clean Caution comes out once again, Barney. Uh, a lot of folks feared we'd be seeing a lot of this here today. Yeah, I was, as we said, when they had broken up into two and three car packs, it spread the field out a little bit, but after that restart up there going up into the corner, everybody was uh, tied together up there. Let's go back up to turn four for a quick recap. Well, I believe it was Michael Waltrip and David Rudeman that got together. Michael got David turned around right in front of Brian Keselowski, and it was on from them. They had the complete five and a half lanes wide racing track blocked up and there was nowhere for anybody to go. So many of the drivers caught up. Michael Waltrip, a guy that obviously came in with high hopes of winning this particular Daytona 500, climbed out of the uh, Napa Auto Parts uh, Toyota. He has now since climbed back in. Jeff Gordon, one of the last ones to leave down here. Greg Biffle was involved. Uh, a number of drivers involved in this crash on lap number 29. Let's take a swing down pit road and uh, see if we can get an update on who's uh, been able to repair their cars. Uh, Winston Kelly 
Mark Martin has. He's got some damage to the front valence of the car. He's got some significant damage on the left front of that car, so it's going to hurt the aerodynamics. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger, just a little bit of cosmetic damage. Dale Earnhardt Jr., among the guys who came down pit road, he opted to get four tires. He had not changed tires uh, up to this stage. So on lap 33, he came in and got full service. Alex? Yeah, a lot of guys down here for the regularly scheduled pit stops for mostly four fresh tires. There's a lot of debris that was out on the racetrack. Everybody wanted to make sure they got new Goodyear Eagles on there, including Denny Hamlin. We also had uh, Kurt Busch on, Jeff Burton, Paul Menard was on there as well. Lots of cars down here in the midsection as well as the turn four end. Let's go to the garage area with Steve Post. Well, Jeff Gordon has climbed out of the drive to end Hunger Chevrolet. Jeff, what happened? Well, you know, we um, we got into the 7 when the 29 blew up. And he uh, he got down in front of me, and I just couldn't get slowed up enough and got in the back of him and tore his car up. And, and uh, we had a little damage to the grill opening, so we uh, came in and patched that up. That got us in the back. Lost our drafting partner, Trevor Bain and uh, Casey Kane. And, um, you know, we're just kind of... I mean, it's back there, you could actually just use the draft. You didn't need a partner. But I'm watching these guys in front of me just like bumper cars, bouncing off one another three deep, four deep, or, you know, and, and three and four wide. And unfortunately, we got caught up in some. I saw the double zero get turned, and I was doing everything I could to avoid it, and we got caught up in it. Unfortunately for Jeff Gordon, disappointment here with the Daytona 500. Woody Kane? With Marcus Ambrose, who's outside the Stanley Ford, as work goes on all over it. Marcus, what did you see from your seat when they started spinning in front of you? Not a lot. I saw the zero zero spun out, and uh, I just checked up. I was staying pretty straight, then they all started running over the top of me. Thought I had it saved, and then it got spun down to the bottom, and then uh, Jeff Gordon finished me off. So we're going to get back out with the Stanley Ford Fusion. We're excited to uh, be at Daytona. Just, it's just a shame it ended this way. Marcus Ambrose waiting for his car to be repaired. That wreck uh, involved several cars that certainly had a chance to win the Daytona 500. Michael Waltrip was one of those. Jeff Gordon, another. Mark Martin, another. Greg Biffle, uh, also a really top team, had a shot to win here, along with Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth. Let's hope that's all we're going to have involved all day long. Yeah. Here they come back to the green flag as we roll along here in the Daytona 500. 30 survivors. Uh, check that. 30 survivors still on the lead lap here at lap 35. And under way. It is Jamie McMurray leading the pack. Breaks out all by himself. There goes one Pablo Montoya's teammate falling in line as they go to one. Not a big surprise that the two uh, Ganassi Racing with Felix Sabata's teammates would join forces on the bottom lane. Not a big surprise that right behind them, two good friends have teamed up as well. Martin Truex Jr. Front end of the draft. Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind. Dale Earnhardt Jr. making some moves in the early going after starting at the tail end of the field. Has been able to rally his way back towards the front and now he finds the back bumper of Martin Truex Jr. as they watch Bobby Labonte and Steve Wallace rumble by them. They had great momentum going down to super stretch and they are going to go all the way to third but now they break apart. That's not going to work to their inside. Here comes Paul Menard and Clint Boyer. That will work. They're getting the job done right now as they come down to the start-finish line. They're two wide. That draft again, as we talked about, Jamie McMurray and Juan Pablo Montoya is working pretty good. They've got a lot of breathing room going into turn number one, about as big as you're going to see. Going backwards now, Stephen Wallace and Bobby Labonte. Wallace either unable or unwilling to stay on the back bumper of Bobby Labonte's machine. He's about three car lengths back, and as a result, they're dropping through the top ten. And they've lost several positions. Now Wallace will bail out altogether, leave Bobby Labonte to his own devices, and now Labonte finds himself three wide. Here's Kurt Busch, a crossover move to the bottom around Bobby Labonte, and now alongside Stephen Wallace. Meanwhile, we got a battle shaping up for the race lead. Here comes Paul Menard working the outside lanes of turns three and 
and four. They've got the run. They've got the momentum. They're going after Jamie McMurray. Menard inches by, takes over the lead, coming into the trioval. And so it'll be Paul Menard and Clint Boyer now leading McMurray and Juan Pablo Montoya. On that long list of names involved in the last crash, the five-time champion, Jimmy Johnson. Steve Post has more. Yeah, we're down here in the garage area, and I am looking at a BN battered Lowe's Cobalt Tool Chevrolet. A lot of damage on the right front behind the tire out on pit road. We saw Ron Malik just taking a hammer and just wailing on the car. They have brought it in the garage area. Jimmy sits on behind the wheel of the car. The window net is up. They're fixing this race car and headed back out into the speedway. And as a matter of fact, as we say that, they are getting ready to drop the hood on it. So won't be long. Jimmy Johnson with a wounded race car will return to the track, but certainly not a way to start the title defense for the five-time champ. Here comes the field rolling off turn number four, heading back down to the dogleg. And again, it, Paul Menard has been a big surprise for Speed Weeks. He's had a heck of a car. Right now, it's good enough to keep him at the front of the field as they work back into turn number one. Brad Keselowski and Regan Smith, good tight draft there. Martin Truex Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr., they're all over in turn two. We've talked a lot about Richard Childress racing during speed weeks. Not quite so much about Paul Menard, but he's changing that right now with help from his teammate, Clint Boyer. RCR goes to the top of the leaderboard here at Daytona, and they feel a challenge from third and fourth. Got Brad Keselowski and Regan Smith behind them, and here come Tony Stewart and Jeff Burton in the mix. A couple of duels teaming up on the race leaders downstairs. You've got Keselowski in that Miller Lite Dodge to his outside is Tony Stewart and rumbling up the outside. The teammates, Jamie McMurray and Juan Pablo Montoya. Kind of like a sitting duck if you're on the inside of the racetrack and they get that run going to the outside lane. And that run, it is uh, Tony Stewart there trying to push Jeff Burton alongside. Like a runaway locomotive in an outside lane. Burton and Stewart. It's Tony up front. Burton in the caboose right now as they challenge Brad Keselowski and Regan Smith downstairs, but Keselowski's strong down low. We'll hang on to third. Yeah, Keselowski and company able to hang on to the number three position while up front. Here is Paul Menard and Clint Boyer. Here come Keselowski and Smith. They're going to cross over and go to the high side of three. Right behind them comes Tony Stewart and Jeff Burton. Battle for the lead once again. Downstairs, Paul Menard in the Chevrolet. Here comes the Miller Lite Dodge rim riding off turn four. Paul Menard and his drafting partner have lost the lead as they go over to turns one and two. And Dave, I'm sure a lot of people are saying, well, why are these guys running so hard at the front of the field to get up there and lead a lap? It's the Daytona 500. That says it all. Yeah, I think that's about as simple as it gets, Barney. It's the Daytona 500. If, if you're somebody like Brad Kozlowski or Regan Smith and you've got the kind of race car that they've clearly got this afternoon, heck yes, you're going to go to the front and you're going to lead every lap you can. Here comes a freight train from uh, Earnhardt Ganassi Racing once again. They had dropped back to about the 10th position, but they've got it hooked up. Juan Pablo and Jamie McMurray working the inside of the racetrack, trying to roll a little bit closer to the front of the field. Here they are battling for third already with the cars of Jeff Burton and Tony Stewart. We're at lap 43, and it's Brad Keselowski at the front of the field. Welcome back to the World Center of Racing, where the Service Master Clean Caution is waving once again. Robert Richardson took a wild ride off turn four, Jeff. Uh, it was a very wild ride, and it ended with a very significant impact to the inside safer retaining wall that uh, separates the racetrack from uh, the garage area. Robert Richardson just broke loose coming off turn number four, spun it around once, and then made significant contact with that safer barrier before coming to a rest uh, closer to you down inside the trioval. He's making only his sixth start in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series and uh, comes up a little short today as he did make quite a hard impact against that inside retaining wall. And uh, the car comes to rest here in the trioval on the grass just across the street from us. And we see the Service Master Clean Caution out for the fifth time today, Barn. 
Any, it's going to be quite a day for whoever goes to Victory Lane, no matter what the circumstances are here. Winston, this has got to be a nightmare for these teams. We will talk about it in a moment. Planning pit stops. Green flag goes back in the air. They get back down to business as they head off to turn number one. Terry Labonte and Dave Blaney pull the field down to the corner. Back in second place right now. Third place make that. Kurt Busch and Jamie McMurray. Blaney's going to get the drafting help, and as a result, he'll take the lead. Here comes Casey Kane. He'll shoot the gap to the inside of the racetrack. Drafting help from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Terry Labonte left all by himself, and he drops back out of the top ten. Terry Labonte trying to find a drafting partner. Unsuccessful so far. Up front, here come the leaders midway up the super stretch. Tommy Baldwin racing, and Dave Blaney showing the way. Kurt Busch hot to trot right on his back bumper. And here comes Paul Menard. He, too, moving through the field, going after the race lead, and now Kurt Busch just bails out and leaves Dave Blaney all by himself. But Kurt Busch is all by himself. Crosses over in front of Paul Menard. Paul Menard falls in line behind him. They try to get the draft working the inside of the track, and now Menard peeks to the outside. He's got a new partner. Changing mates, Regan Smith is there, and now they make the move to the high side in one. Regan Smith, who may have been all in all the best pusher of Speed Week's 2011 to date, he's headed for the front of the pack again with a new partner. Paul Menard to the point. Regan Smith now runs second. Here comes Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton. And they are stacked up from third on back. Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton run third and fourth, fifth and sixth. Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano as everybody continues to sort themselves out as they hit the banking. And Kurt Busch, who had that free fall through the field, finally picked up the drafting partner, and guess who it was? It's Dave Blaney once again. They were leading. Not anymore. That belongs to Paul Menard. Paul Menard just having a great day here, at least at this stage of the race he is, as they work their way back to the start-finish line and head off into turns one and two. From third place on back, really a dogfight back there. Clint Boyer, Jeff Burton, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, and Jamie McMurray in the mix as the front four right now move away. Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton have no intention of leaving each other for any time in the near future. They've been great together all week. They're great together right now. They're closing in on the leaders. That would be the battle for the number three position. Clint Boyer, Jeff Burton now trying Trying to find which lane to use. Right now, they are down the middle of the racetrack, following Paul Menard and Regan Smith. And now they're going to climb the banking with all that momentum. Here they come, a couple of Richard Childress racing Chevrolets going after the race lead. Paul Menard in the other RCR car under attack from two teammates. Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton on the move to the high side of the track, pulling up alongside Paul Menard and Regan Smith. They've got the momentum, but not quite there yet. That uh, duo at the bottom of the track, Menard and Boyer, Dave, pretty tough. Not going to give it up without a fight, Joe, that's for sure. Paul Menard and Regan Smith digging hard at the bottom of the racetrack. Boyer, topside with drafting help from Jeff Burton. Not going to get it done, at least for the moment. Meanwhile, in fifth and sixth, the swap has concluded. Joey Logano will now lead Brad Keselowski as they're under fire from McMurray and Montoya. Up front, here go Burton and Boyer blasting past to take the lead. As they swap behind them, now you're going to have Regan Smith out front of Paul Menard, and they're going to be under attack. Here comes the uh, Ganassi teammates, McMurray and Montoya. They roll off turn number four, head back down to the line one more time. Now at the front of the field, pretty good breakaway for the front two cars. Paul Menard has lost the draft there. He's going backwards. Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton, the two teammates, are taking the field over to turn number two, and they're pulling away. The minute Paul Menard and Regan Smith did the swap, moving Smith to the point, Menard back to second. They lost that momentum. They've dropped all the way back to seventh and eighth. Right in front of them, Casey Kane and Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's 
that's a potent drafting tandem there in Casey Kane and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Right now, they are trying to catch the front two. They've got to get third and fourth first, and they'll do that as they work their way around Montoya and McMurray. And they're going to battle back Will Montoya and McMurray. Now Regan Smith and Paul Menard have split up right behind them. Terry Labonte has split up with Mark Martin. Behind them, Tony Stewart and Ryan Newman are hooked together. Smith and Paul Menard split up for a few moments. They're quickly back together because you just cannot move forward if you're trying to do it by yourself. Everybody's trying to chase down Boyer and Burton. Regan Smith, Paul Menard on the comeback trail right now, but not having a lot of luck. They're in a heavy-duty pack of traffic right now. Right in front of them, Ryan Newman searching for some drafting help. He's kind of stuck in the middle as they go four wide off turn number two. Yeah, they try to sort it out now. They are still flanked four wide with that Regan Smith-Paul Menard tandem at the bottom of the racetrack. Four cars right at the middle. Montoya, McMurray, Kurt Busch did have help, but now that bails out on him. And right in front of them, Tony Stewart looking for drafting help. He's got the fifth spot all alone. That won't work. He needs help. Here comes Montoya and McMurray. They'll blow Stewart away. Montoya's had a pretty good drafting car, but if he lost it a couple of times and fell back in the field, meanwhile at the front right now, it is Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton taking the field back down to the corner. And Dave, this field is breaking up a little bit, and you kind of... You want tight racing, but you want them to have a little breathing room, too, so we don't see two more, more many wrecks in this thing. Yeah, indeed. Leaders make their way past turn two, number two down on the apron. Brian Vickers' Red Bull Toyota has shut down and come to a stop. He's going to try and limp it in one of the infield access roads off turn number two. Leaders come off the end of the super stretch. Race lead still in the hands of Clint Boyer. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's pushing Casey Kane. He's pushing him ever closer to the race lead. Further back, they're racing three wide, but up front. It's a four-car battle for the top spot. It's been crazy back there from 10th on back where they're racing three wide and now we see the Service Master Clean Caution displayed again for Brian Vickers' car. You heard uh, Mike Bagley talk about the fact he pulled off the racetrack over there and uh, so we'll see the yellow out for the sixth time today at lap 57. Now let's take a moment and update where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are currently running. Brought to you by Coke Classic. Open a Coke and enjoy the race. Clint Boyer leads Jeff Burton is second. Jamie McMurray is in sixth with Kurt Busch in tenth. Ryan Newman, twelfth. Tony Stewart, thirteenth. Joey Logano, seventeenth. Bobby Labonte, Bobby Labonte is in twenty-first. Denny Hamlin, twenty-seventh. And Greg Biffle runs in thirty-second. That's a quick look at where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are running at lap fifty-seven. Here comes the field back into the trioval, getting set to see the green wave again over the Daytona 500. It'll happen at lap 60. To the inside, one Pablo Montoya. To the outside, his teammate Jamie McMurray, and Jamie hesitates a bit. Let's one Pablo pull out in front, then he drops down, falls in behind his teammate, and that's the way they'll climb the banking of turn one. Perfectly accomplished on the restart. They'll open up some daylight, reform drafting ranks, and try and put some space between themselves and the rest of the field. Kurt Busch and Regan Smith, they formed up on the inside lane. They run third and fourth, and here comes the RCR teammates. Jeff Burton, Clint Boyer to the outside in fifth and sixth. The inside line getting some momentum downstairs. New leader, Kurt Busch. He'll slide through underneath, thanks to Regan Smith, and face an immediate challenge from Jeff Burton and Clint Boyer in third and fourth. Paul Menard flying up the inside. He's got drafting help there from Brad Keselowski. Top two, nose to tail. That is Kurt Busch and Regan Smith. Behind them, it's Burton and Boyer. 
Kurt Busch has had the momentum in his corner ever since he came down here for Speed Weeks. He won the Bud Shootout the other night. He won his Gatorade Dual Qualifying Race. He's been strong in practice, been strong in qualifying, and right now he's looking awful good as he takes the field over to turn two. You might think he'd be at a disadvantage as one of the lonesome dodges in this field, but when you've got a fast race car, you never lack for drafting help. Regan Smith has grafted on to Kurt Busch, and they lead. And they lead uh, by about a car length over Jeff Burton and Clint Boyer. Traffic stacking up from further on back. New players entering the fray. Here come Joey Logano and Tony Stewart storming to the inside. Now they're going to go after the battle between uh, Jeff Burton and Clint Boyer. They will seal that deal off. They're going for the race lead. All the momentum belonging to Joey Logano and Tony Stewart. Thought for a moment about swinging up to the high side of the banking and making a run at the lead, but instead they'll fall in line behind the lead car, Kurt Busch, and the second place car, Regan Smith. Now they shake it up again in turn one. Logano pulls up to the middle lane, and he's going to try and take, get a piece of this lead, but downstairs, Bush and Regan Smith are too strong. Logano and Stewart are going to have to bide their time, at least for the moment, off two. They have third and fourth, and they may about to lose that now as Dale Earnhardt Jr. is on the move. Jr. pulls that Amp Energy Chevrolet to the bottom of the racetrack. He's got drafting help from Casey Kane. Can't quite make it happen as they are under fire in three. Here comes Jeff Burton and Clint Boyer. They rally back outside of them, yet even further still, Paul Menard and Brad Keselowski up front. Leader continues to be Kurt Busch. That front five or six cars right now make that actually six cars beginning to pull away from that second pack of traffic by a considerable margin as they cross the line and work back off into turn number one. Juan Pablo Montoya again trying to get back up into the corner up there and catch that lead draft with Jamie McMurray helping him out. Not having a lot of luck at it right now. They've gotten to the head of that second class, but the top ten cars have broken away clearly as they work their way off turn two. Watching Joey Logano and Tony Stewart. They were challenging for third and fourth a moment ago. Now they could lose spots to Paul Menard and Brad Keselowski off the end of the back straightaway. A lot of contenders for that top spot, but nobody able to wrestle it away from Kurt Busch and Regan Smith. They pin those two cars. Bottom of the racetrack and lead the field off turn four. We saw a lot of this, Barney, yesterday in the Nationwide Series race, how a group of cars can get together working two by two and completely leave the rest of the field. The top ten cars right now are, let's see, six seconds ahead of everybody else. The, the distance of a complete back straightaway here. I think uh, Dave Moody can kind of comment on this also. Dave, a lot of times yesterday we saw different guys in the nationwide race move around, stir the air up a little bit, go to the bottom, go to the track and, the, and in front of the guys that you were trying to stay in front of, and it worked. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Marty, that when you see that freight train run coming, if you've got the time to do it, and if you can let your partner know in time that you're going to do it, you can pull up or pull down on the racetrack and try to block that charge. The problem is when the lead driver has an idea that the second-place guy doesn't know about, that's where people get turned around. The distance now as they come back down to the line has grown even more. That front pack consisting of Kurt Busch, Jeff Burton, Regan Smith, and Clint Boyer. Here comes the rest of the field crossing the line. It's over seven seconds now. They continue to move away right now in turn two. And the battle for the lead continues to heat up to the outside lane. Jeff Burton with a shove from Clint Boyer. Move Burton to the lead. Regan Smith lost touch with Kurt Busch's back bumper for a moment. That's what gave Burton and Boyer the lead, but maybe not for long. Here come Paul Menard and Brad Keselowski to the bottom with lap traffic directly ahead. Jeff Burton's got the lead. He's got Clint Boyer with him. Right behind him it's Paul Menard. Brad Keselowski just a car length back. Another car length back. Rallying back. Kurt Busch and Regan Smith. 
66 laps about to go up on the scoreboard. It'll give us 134 remaining to be run in the Daytona 500. Regan Smith still out in front. That Furniture Row Chevy doing a great job here today. And Dave Moody, as you said early on, he's just been a great drafting partner all week here at Daytona. He really has. Anybody that's been on his front bumper has been either in the lead or pretty darn close to it. They've dropped back now to fifth and sixth. He and Kurt Busch because at the front of the pack, another turn for RCR. Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton. They go to the point now using the low side of turn number two and the battle's on for third. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He has drafting help behind him from Casey Kane, Regan Smith, and Kurt Busch stacked up downstairs. Kurt Busch just too strong shoving Regan Smith right by Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll drop back to fifth. Now Regan's going to set his sights on the race leader. Here they come. Clint Boyer, Jeff Burton go one, two. They roll back into the dogleg, head down to the start-finish line right now. It's been pretty good racing at the front of the field all afternoon. Swapping around, a lot of leaders here, Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton right now. Teammates have figured out exactly how to try to get away from everybody else, but it's not exactly working, is it? No, it's not working at all right now as uh, there are a good 10 cars still right in close contention for the lead. It continues to be Boyer and Burton, then Regan Smith and Kurt Busch. There is a gap of about five car legs between that pack of two up front and the battle for third. It grows even more now as here comes a challenge. Brad Keselowski powering to the outside in three. They'll pick up the third and four spot with Paul Menard there. Regan Smith and Bush back to positions five and six. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Kane taking a peek now to the outside. As we're nearing the halfway point of the 53rd running of the Daytona 500. Trouble in turn number two, Joe. Travis Quapples had a problem and absolutely pancaked the right-hand side of the Long John Silvers Ford midway between turns one and two. So the Service Master Clean Caution comes out yet again today. That'll be the seventh time we've seen it displayed. Back at Daytona, got some more action along the pit lane. Let's go first to Alex Hayden. And Kurt Busch is in for the second time, Joe. The red and yellow Shell Pennzoil Dodge Charger got into the back of another car on the racetrack, punctured the nose of the race car. First time in, they went ahead and changed all four Goodyears, Sunoco Racing Fuel, and put some duct tape on the nose of the car. This time they come in, and they're going to actually look like they pop riveted a couple of pieces of sheet metal on the nose to try to cover up the hole to help the aerodynamics of that race car. Winston Kelly? Uh, didn't have anybody on this center pit road. Now we do have Travis Quapple come down pit road again. He's had some damage to his machine, but everybody else came down the first time. Most of them getting two tires, including Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the Gadassi teammates of Juan Pablo Montoya and Jamie McMurray. Steve? Well, a couple of past champions and a couple of past Daytona 500 winners not having the day they wanted. We've documented the problems. Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth, both of them in. Crews concentrating on the right side of both of their cars. They're pitted right next to each other, so those two championship drivers sat here, and they're back up on the speedway now, but this is uh, developing into a long day. They both have lost laps, and now they're just riding around trying to get as many points as possible, but they know their shot at winning the Daytona 500 is probably gone away. Pace car is on pit road. Field coming down to the flag stand. Green flag goes back in the air. And we'll try it one more time here for a while. See who can surface at the front of the field. And believe it or not, here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Makes a good move on the restart. He and Clint Boyer power the, everybody else down to turn one. Boyer immediately looks for his drafting partner and finds Jeff Burton on his back bumper. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will team up with Casey Kane. Behind them, it's Jamie McMurray, one Pablo Montoya. Then in the next box, seventh and eighth, Ryan. Newman and Joey Logano. Tight 
formation inside and out. Dale Earnhardt Jr. drafting help from Casey Kane, trying to inch his way to the front. He'll grab the back bumper of Casey Kane. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the lead of the Daytona 500. He started back in 43rd spot and hoping to lead his first green flag lap. If he can do it, it'll come on lap 80. Here he comes. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading the way off turn number four. First time at the front of the field for Jr. and for Casey Kane, and they are working together, trying to get some distance between themselves and everybody else, but look out. Here comes McMurray and one Pablo Montoya chasing him down. They've stormed to the outside lane, overhauled Boyer for the number three position. So now McMurray and Montoya, they ride in third and fourth to the outside. Here comes Ryan Newman with drafting help from Joey Logano. They've got a full head of steam from the top side of turn number two, Newman and Joey Logano right now racing Burton and Boyer. Up front, challenge for the lead. Dale Jr. and company under fire in three. They are side by side for that race lead. Junior downstairs. Jamie McMurray top side. Juan Pablo Montoya giving the boost to Jamie. Here they come side by side. Good hard racing at the front of the field right now as they come down to the line. That two car draft working real well for at least five cars. See if there's going to be a change at the front of the field. Man, that was close. Dale Earnhardt Jr. lost the lead. Lost the lap, I should say. A lead going off into turn number one. Here they come to the outside lane. Jamie McMurray, Juan Pablo Montoya now running wheel to wheel for that lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr., though, strong downstairs thanks to Casey Kane. They will swap lanes. Jr. goes to the bottom this time through. Casey Kane right on his back bumper, but upstairs. They are strong. They being Jamie McMurray and Juan Pablo Montoya. They'll go to the point off the end of the super stretch. Also strong, Ryan Newman and Joey Logano. Here they come. They've grabbed third and fourth right behind them. Boyer and Jeff Burton. They go three wide as they exit off turn three. Three wide battling there for the third and fourth position. The outside lane will prevail. Ryan Newman pulling out the help of Joey Logano and now they're right in front of Clint Boyer as McMurray and Montoya march away. To the outside lane falling back a little bit now. Boyer and Burton they've dropped back out of the top ten. The switch is on at the front of the pack. Montoya dives low, goes under Jamie McMurray. They now throw the anchor out and here comes Newman for the lead. And here comes Junior and Kane down low. Three wide for a moment on the super stretch. Ryan Newman, Joey Logano spread their wings and fly United to the point here at Daytona. Ryan Newman's got the race lead. Joey Logano giving him the boost. They've got five car lengths on Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Kane behind him. Here comes Clint Boyer once again rallying back with Jeff Burton. Got a lot of cars this afternoon at the front of the field have led laps here at Daytona, but for the moment it will be again, as we said a moment ago, Ryan Newman and Joey Logano. Earnhardt fell back a little bit now. Now making his way back to the front. He's in that second draft, third draft over, over there going into turn two. And they're on the charge right now, Barney. They've taken over the third and fourth positions. That's Earnhardt and Casey Kane. And they're beginning now to whittle the gap between themselves and the leaders. They are starting to close it down now as they are in single file formation. And they are right smack dab in the middle of the super stretch. Ryan Newman leads. Joey Logano second. Earnhardt and Kane third and fourth. And once they get back to turn number three, Ryan Newman takes it about a half a car length off the double yellow lines that signify out of bounds down to the inside. Now he'll let it slide all the way out to the safer barrier as he exits four. Working back
back into the trioval. Ryan Newman at the head of the pack, bringing them back down to the line. The winner of the Daytona 500 in 2008. Let's take a sweep down pit road now and check on some stories developing. Winston Kelly? Well, I think Steve Post may have had the line of the day uh, for down here on pit road. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you with. Sometimes these guys have been swapping around and getting interesting partners. Talked about Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Kane. They've been together for quite a few uh, different pit stop sequences down here, but we got Ryan or Martin Truex now with Carl Edwards. Different tandems out there that are hooking up, and it's all based on how they come off of pit road. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been talking to his father a lot, who's been talking to Casey Kane's father about how they want to run out on the racetrack. So it's all about who you're with out there at each different pit stop sequence So and whether or not you're going to take tires or not. Most of these guys have taken two tires this last pit stop and topped it off with Sunoco Fuel. But it's like a big chess match down here trying to figure out exactly what move you're going to make. But still, a long way to go. Alex? Winston, to your point about which teams are uh, getting together out there in the tandem draft that's going on out there, a lot of these drivers have an eight-channel radio, what they certainly use for all of their in-car communication. One channel for their crew, uh, crew chief, one for their spotter. The rest of them they've already programmed before the race to for other race drivers in their cars so they can literally talk to each other while they're running under green flag as well as caution flag laps. Casey Kane's got his program for a couple of different drivers. He's been drafting here as of late with Dale Earnhardt Jr., and that is not one of the drivers in his radio. So their spotters together on top of the Daytona Tower at the Trioval are working together, standing side by side to maneuver their drivers through the draft. Now, Casey Kane, however, has got a pretty good race car. It's much better, it appears, as a push race car, but he's taking his turn running at the front of the field as well. Joey Logano has started all the way back in 38th. He's been able to work his way now up running in the number seven position. Logano's simply been being patient out on the racetrack today, finding a drafting partner here, finding another one there, picking and choosing which one he runs with. A lot of cautions here in the first half of this race has enabled him with the jumble of the pit stops to pick different drivers to team up with, and that's a pretty good thing for later in the event where he can figure out exactly which one was good and which one wasn't. Denny Hamlin's had an eventful speed weeks. Right now, Denny Hamlin riding around in the middle of the pack. He and Kyle Busch beginning to get together and say, all right, we're closing in on halfway. It's time to get uh, hooked up and make our way to the front, Steve Post. I'll tell you, Martin Truex Jr., the Napa Toyota, very strong at the front of the field right now. This has just been a head-down, workman-like effort. Pat Trice and the crew chief, when they've come in, no major adjustments on the car. Sometimes they've taken tires. Sometimes it's been Sunoco race fuel only. This team has hit their mark every time, and they're out there drafting in the lead pack. Now, Ryan Newman, this is a good comeback from the first, first pit stop on lap number 12. He slid through his pit box the first time in and flat-spotted the tires. Newman went out. They had to pit a second time and restart at the back of the field. Newman has rallied back right now this lap on third. A couple laps ago, he was leading the race, so a good recovery for the United States Army team and Ryan Newman as they're running here in the uh, front pack here at the Daytona 500. 12 laps from halfway, Clint Boyer leads Jeff Burton, Ryan Newman, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex Jr. 
Back at Daytona International Speedway, Kurt Busch shows the way, but another contender falls by the wayside, Dave Moody. Looks like it's all over for Jeff Burton, Joe, as the Caterpillar Chevrolet came off turn number two. The smoke began to billow out from under that machine after an absolutely dominant first half of this Daytona 500. Jeff Burton down below the yellow line on the apron, limping to the garage. It appears his afternoon is or is going to be over. And we said earlier in the broadcast that probably that would be the ch- the uh, one of the factors here this afternoon is breathing those engines and right, running in that tight draft, probably overheated, and boom, he's out. He's back in the garage along with uh, his teammate, uh, Kevin Harvick, who fell out earlier today back at lap 22 with a similar problem. We'll follow up and get a word with Jeff in a few moments and see what uh, he thinks the issue is there. But he falls by the wayside along with Andy Lally out of the race. Robert Richardson is in the garage. Joe Nemechek and Marcus Ambrose. Michael Waltrip's out. Brian Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, and J.J. Yaley all out of the event. And a number of other drivers who you would uh, expect to be contenders for the win, namely Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, were involved in a huge crash back at lap 28. They've made repairs to their cars but are not on the lead lap and are struggling just to salvage all they can here today. Let's take a look at the leaderboard as we're coming up on five laps from halfway. Kurt Busch is out front of the Daytona 500. Regan Smith runs in second. It's Casey Kane third, Dale Earnhardt Jr. fourth, and Ryan Newman, fifth. Joey Logano's in sixth. Robbie Gordon, seventh. Trevor Bain is eighth. Juan Pablo Montoya, ninth. And Jamie McMurray, tenth. Martin Truex Jr. is eleventh. Carl Edwards is up to twelfth. In thirteenth right now is Brad Keselowski. Tony Stewart posted in fourteenth. Bobby Labonte in fifteenth. A.J. Allmendinger, sixteenth. Clint Boyer up in seventeenth position. Paul Menard is still 18th. Bill Elliott's 19th. And Dave Blaney is 20th. Taking you further down the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap 95. And 21st is Terry Labonte. David Reagan's 22nd. Kyle Busch, 23rd. Denny Hamlin, 24th. Steve Wallace runs in 25th. Matt Kenseth is 26th. David Gilliland, 27th. Mark Martin, 28th. 29th is Travis Quapel. And 30th is Greg Biffle. Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, as we told you, a lap down. They're 32nd and 33rd. David Rudeman, 34th. Ryan Vickers, 35th, and those cars we told you out of the race, Jeff Burton, Robert Richardson, Andy Lally, Joe Nemechek, and Marcus Ambrose, also Michael Waltrip, Brian Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, and J.J. Yaley. That is a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. In case you're wondering why we're not talking a lot probably about your favorite driver, there was a big pileup early in the race that took out quite a few contenders or damaged their cars. Michael Waltrip was one of those. He he has taken his car back to the garage area. Jeff Gordon was in the wreck. He is still out there running, but he's showing some 30 laps behind everybody else. Mark Martin is another one of those cars that uh, had some damage out there. He's still out there running also. Greg Biffle was one of the drivers that could have won this thing. Jimmy Johnson posted some 19 laps down, and Matt Kenseth, as we said, he's still out there running, but uh, not much of a chance to win the Daytona 500. Nice recovery by uh, Matt Kenseth, uh, Steve Post. Uh, he was one of the ones uh, damaged in that crash. They had a couple of breaks of good luck with cautions that came out, and suddenly he's back on the lead lap and at least up to, 90, uh, to the 26th place there. Yeah, exactly. They're not running as well as they had hoped with that damaged race car. Jimmy Fennig, the veteran crew chief on that car, the Crown Royal Black Ford, they've fixed it about as much as they can. They'll keep working on it, but they caught a few breaks, lost a couple laps, caught a few breaks with some cautions with some of the Lucky Dog Awards, and they're hanging on to the lap here. You know, this uh, not maybe not a Daytona 500 winning effort, but trying to get as many 
points as possible in this first race of the season, and he's ahead of many of the guys we think are going to be championship contenders, so we have to look at the big picture, and that's what this team is doing, and yeah, they're having a pretty solid recovery for as wadded up and wounded as that race car is. Robbie Gordon and Trevor Bain were leading heading off into turn number one. Are they still there? Yes, they are indeed. Robbie Gordon with drafting help from young Trevor Bain go to the point. Uh, when Jeff Burton blew up, that kind of left Clint Boyer an orphan. He fell way back through the field. He's nearly a straightaway behind the leaders now. The good news is he's picked up the last available Richard Childress Racing teammate, Paul Menard. Field works back over into turn number four. Robbie Gordon coming to the front of the field. He'll be the 18th different driver who has led today in the Daytona 500. Past the halfway point, 95 laps remaining to be run. 105 are complete. Quick look at the top five. Ryan Newman and Joey Logano ride first and second. Regan Smith third. Fourth goes to Kurt Busch. Fifth, Robbie Gordon. And sixth is Trevor Bain. You can't say we haven't had plenty of lead changes today. Man, we have had a ton. How about 38 so far? Really? Just past the halfway point, 38 lead changes, 18 different drivers who've taken a turn at the front of the field. And amongst that group, some names you just wouldn't expect to be at the front of the field. Like Dave Blaney led for a while. Uh, Terry Labonte was up there. Of course, Regan Smith has been strong all day long and uh, plenty of opportunity to see some new names. Well, Robbie Gordon was up there a few moments ago and uh, Trevor Bain is right behind Robbie, matter of fact, now. So he's inching closer to the front. It's been a great day of racing and as you said, we still have a long way to go in the 53rd running of the Daytona 500. Turn number four, one car snaps around. I believe that it's a machine of one Pablo Montoya who spun coming off of turn number four. Now he is headed to pit road. I believe right it is Juan Pablo Montoya who spins and brings out the service master clean caution at lap 107. So the field slows down once again. Leaders have hit pit road lap 108 on the board. Winston Kelly. And here comes Jamie McMurray who lost his dancing partner and Juan Pablo Montoya who had a right rear tire down. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dave Blaney further down pit road. Kyle Busch who's been teaming up with his teammate Denny Hamlin. Looks like all these guys just getting fuel this time in. Robbie Gordon looked like he's going to be the first off of pit road, Alex. And that's because he went Sunoco gas only. Winston, Robbie Gordon running at the front of the field here in the mid-stages of the race. It was a four-tire change for Paul Menard. Right side tires for Kurt Busch. Also had Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, and Trevor Bain all in the midsection here on this lap, Steve Post. Alex, it was two tires for Martin Truex Jr. and for Regan Smith. Four tires for David Reagan, Tony Stewart, Clint Boyer, and Carl Edwards. All of them got Sunoco racing fuel and now we'll see how it fares out. While we're in the second half of this race, crew chiefs and drivers starting to talk to each other, trying to see what kind of minor adjustments they want on the race cars for the second half of them. So 108 laps are complete. We'll be back at Daytona in a minute. We're back at Daytona, getting ready to go back to green. Pace car is on pit road. Fields head down to the start-finish line. Haven't seen the green flag. Now it comes up in the air. And Robbie Gordon, Kurt Busch, Ryan Newman, Regan Smith, and Martin Truex Jr., along with Joey Logano. That's the the uh, three cars that three cars that are set up in a two-car draft heading off to turn number one. They get a little jump on the rest of the field. Outside lane's got a little bit of a run going right now, and to the outside, it's going to be Regan Smith shoving Kurt Busch, a familiar tandem, back to a familiar spot. One and two as they work off turn two. They leave turn two and hit the super stretch behind them. It is rush hour traffic. Two and three 
three wide racing. Watching the battle for the number three position. Joey Logano trying to find a partner. He'll slide down in line behind Robbie Gordon, but here comes the outside lane. Full steam ahead in three. And there's three cars that are hooking up to, up there to their inside. You still got several cars that have yet to find a drafting partner. Two that have Kurt Busch, Regan Smith. They're long gone. Yeah, they're breaking away and the scramble is on behind them from third on back. In the third spot is where you find Clint Boyer, Paul Menard drafting with him. Trevor Bain next in line, pushing Martin Truex. They run in the number five and six positions. Then a little bit of a gap back to Robbie Gordon, who now appears to have picked up Joey Logano for a drafting partner. Although I'm not sure Joey thinks he's drafting with Robbie Gordon. He may think that Ryan Newman is drafting him. Here they come to the super stretch, watching that battle up front. Kurt Busch starting to pull away, not for long. Here come Clint Boyer and Paul Menard to the high side of the banking. They go rocketing up the banking, and they're going to go wheel to wheel, side by side, inches apart at 200 miles an hour for the race lead. Here they come. Kurt Busch to the inside. Clint Boyer rim riding off four. Paul Menard has been somebody that everybody wants to draft on all day long. He's got one of the better cars. He makes it work this time as they cross the line. He pushes Clint Boyer out there as they head back off into turn number one. So Menard gets shuffled back a little bit, but he's still very much in the mix in turn two. Still on the move as well. Kurt Busch, Regan Smith to the inside of the racetrack. They'll go to first and second. Boyer and Menard on the top side feeling a challenge from Martin Truex Jr. and Trevor Bain. Martin Truex Jr. and Trevor Bain use the inside line. They'll bypass Boyer and Menard. Cut to the outside of the racetrack. Try to challenge Kurt Busch and Regan Smith for the lead. Everybody's best friend so far today has been Trevor Bain. If he hooks up with you, you go to the front. Robbie Gordon got left by him after the caution. The beneficiary, Martin Truex Jr., they're going for the lead. Trevor Bain working behind Martin Truex, trying to push him to the point here at the line by inches. Fred Keselowski will hang on to the top spot, or Kurt Busch, that is, and lead him back into the corner. Now, we talked about the fact that Regan Smith's been a real good pusher throughout the course of the week. Trevor Bain has as well. It'd be interesting to see the two of them get together and see what they could do. Yeah, it would. Maybe maybe that'll happen here in the next 10 or 15 laps. Pretty good tussle in the back straightaway over there between Kurt Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Regan Smith, and Trevor Bain as they head up to turn three. Kurt Busch and Regan Smith have the low line. Truex and Trevor Bain topside, and here they go. They're going to go three wide. Clint Boyer's going to try to jam it right up the middle. Will he roll out of the throttle? No. Here they come. Three wide. Boyer in the middle. Busch downstairs. Truex topside. Three wide. Two rows deep. Coming back into the triumphal. Man, this is some close racing at the stripe. It'll be Clint Boyer being pushed by Paul Menard. To the inside of the racetrack, Kurt Busch and Regan Smith working there. Six cars under a blanket right now and absolutely no room for error. Busch and Smith glued to the yellow line at the bottom of the racetrack. They'll power through and go to first and second. Right behind them, Robbie Gordon, Joey Logano to third and fourth. They will take those positions and immediately move to the middle of the racetrack while the race leaders use the inside line. So here come Robbie Gordon and Joey Logano inching forward, trying to challenge for the top spot. Robbie Gordon's got that outside line. Line to his immediate inside. That's Kurt Busch. Regan Smith right there. To Robbie Gordon's to the tail end of him. Joey Logano, they're side by side. Juan Pablo Montoya brought out the cautions uh, several laps back. We're looking to see what he's doing. He's still out there running, still on the lead lap, I believe, and he'll be posted back in 25th position. Field heads off to turn one. Here they come, and it's side by side again for the lead as they hit the 31-degree banking. Robbie Gordon and Joey Logano. That's a whole lot of orange in that outside lane. Try to get 
to move on and take the lead away from Kurt Busch and Regan Smith. Now they're double wide, two rows deep behind them. Martin Truex Jr. and Trevor Bain trying to change that. They want to go right up the gut, and here they come. Truex and Bain, three wide, and Robbie Gordon trying to chop them all off. Martin Truex Jr. just going to stay foot right to the floorboard. Robbie Gordon bails out. He'll tuck in line behind him. Now Kurt Busch has got a new member to deal with. It's Martin Truex Jr. Truex working the outside lane, trying to draft by he and Trevor Bain will get it done at the start-finish line, and Truex will go to the leader, top of the leaderboard, here at lap 116. The first caution flag that flew this afternoon on lap four involved Kyle Busch, and now Kyle Busch is at the head of the pack. He led last lap, and now loses the lead to Martin Truex Jr., who takes over at lap 122. Trevor Bain is in second. Kyle Busch is third. Joey Logano fourth, and Ryan Newman fifth. Regan Smith is shown in the sixth spot here at lap 122. In seventh is Kurt Busch. Clint Boyer runs eighth, Paul Menard ninth, and Denny Hamlin tenth. Eleventh is David Reagan. Carl Edwards is twelfth. Brad Keselowski is 13th. Casey Kane runs 14th. Steve Wallace having a pretty good day. Let's give him a call. He stayed out of trouble all day long and still having a pretty good run. He's in 15th place. Robbie Gordon, he's 16th. Tony Stewart would be 17th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., 18th. And Bobby Labonte, 19th. A.J. Allmendinger, he's 20th. 21st is Bill Elliott. Terry Labonte is 22nd. Dave Blaney runs 23rd. Jamie McMurray is 24th. And his teammate, Juan Pablo Montoya, is 25th. David Gilliland, shown in 26th. 27th is Matt. At Kenseth, Mark Martin is 28th, Travis Quaffle 29th, and Greg Biffle 30th. 31st would be Jimmy Johnson, 32nd Jeff Burton, 33rd would be Jeff Gordon, Brian Vickers is 34th, David Ruderman 35th, Andy Lally is 36th, Robert Richardson Jr. 37th, Joe Nemechek out of the race, he's back there in 38th, Marcus Ambrose is 39th and 40th is Michael Waltrip, he got caught up in an accident earlier today, Brian Keselowski is 41st, and the yellow flag is out yet another time. Yep, and Travis, Joe and Barney, it was Travis Quapple, I believe, bringing out the caution flag yet again. I think you remember Dave Moody talking about the fact that he had flattened, uh, flattened the right side of that race car. Well, if it wasn't flat enough, it's flatter still. He pounded the outside retaining wall going into turn number three, rode it uh, just a little bit and was able to pull it down. He is headed down to pit road. 63 laps remain to be run, and right now, Joe, i got a feeling a lot of these teams down there and spotters up on the roof and everything. Or Let's uh, kind of get a rundown on, on the way things may be shaping up for the close of this race as we take a swing down pit road to see what the strategies are brought to you by Quaker State, real durable oil. Winston Kelly? Well, we're going to have at least one more stop from all of these guys, whether they came in on lap 136 just a lap or so ago, or whether it's guys like Juan Pablo Montoya, Jamie McMurray, Kyle Busch that opted to stay out. So, uh, Stevie Latart up on uh, his pit box talking to his driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who came down. They opted for just fuel only. And I'll tell you what, just like we were talking earlier, these tires are getting such good wear, we can expect that they can come back and take on fuel one more time somewhere in the window once we get past lap 155 or so everybody should be able to go the rest of the way last time guys were down pit road on lap 125 so they can easily make it to that point on lap 155 that they can make it on one more stop how about in front of you alex let's talk to one of the crew chiefs down here who's got a daytona 500 on his resume slugger labby for the menards chevrolet for paul menard driving it you guys have had an awfully fast race car all day long what's the pit strategy from here on out, Slugger. 
Well, we don't really need to talk about that. We'll just uh, we'll probably pit under green here and get a little bit of gas, make it to the end of the race. But the Menards Peak Chevrolet has been fast ever since we unloaded uh, about a week and a half ago, and just very very proud of all the effort from everyone at RCR. And we got a great teammate and a pusher out there in Clint Boyer. So hopefully uh, we just make the right decisions here in a little bit. But one more stop for gas, we should be good to go. At Slugger Labby, crew chief for Paul Menard had one of the best race cars so far, the Daytona 500. Steve Post. His teammate at Richard Childers Racing is uh, is Shane Wilson. Shane. What's Clint been telling you about the race car, and uh, how's it looking for the finishing run here? You know, we're just trying to keep our nose clean, keep the car cool, you know. If you, uh, you know, kind of worried about the engine, obviously, a little bit because of our teammates. So just trying to keep it cool and uh, log some laps here and get to the end and make something happen. Well, indeed. Going to be exciting. He's teamed up with his teammate there, Paul Menard. He is Clint Boyer and trying to make something happen. Want to follow up real quickly with Bobby Labani. A little damage on some of the fender braces up under his Toyota. That's normally not a problem. He said the car's running well, but with all the pushing and shoving out there, they did come back down and fix that and make sure that the rear end of that car can take the beating and banging that's going on out there today. Woody Kane. We're at the Enfield Care Center. Matt Kenseth has come out of there. He's also out of the Crown Royal Black Ford. Matt, you got uh, tangled up in that earlier incident, got back out. We're running along okay, I guess. And then what happened? Uh, well, we were pretty beat up, and it was kind of hard to control. And uh, should have known better. Should have just stayed in the back and hoped for a lucky dog or did a wave around. But Mark did a wave around that time. So we were trying to race him for the lucky dog. And I was driving up there in traffic where I knew I wasn't wasn't capable of with a car pushing me. And, and Greg was trying to help me out and keep me on the lead lap or get me back to the lead lap. And uh, we were coming up through the middle. And he was pushing me. And Logano put on a big block. So I had to get on the brakes and, and slow up for him. And uh, just the rear tire, you know, Greg couldn't quite slow up and just got me turned around. All right. Matt Kenseth, an early end to his day as well. Joe, there are several guys that have never won a Daytona 500 that are still out there running, might still have a shot. Kirk Busch would be one of those. Kyle Busch, another. Uh, Denny Hamlin, I think Carl Edwards, maybe Tony Stewart. And uh, let's see, Greg Biffle might still be in the hunt. Yeah, and don't count out uh, names like Trevor Bain, who's up there in the sixth spot. Uh, Regan Smith, who's been so good during Speed Weeks here. Maybe Brad Keselowski or Robbie Gordon. They're all up there in the hunt. Matter of fact, uh, they're showing currently... 27 cars that are still on the lead lap, and they're all going back under the green flag right now. 60 laps to go on the Daytona 500. Green flag waves. Clint Boyer out in front. He pulls out in front of Paul Menard. will be crossing over soon, and there they go, starting that draft as they charge off to turn one. Boyer across the front bumper of Paul Menard assumes his spot at the head end of that low-line draft. Kyle Busch left alone in the outside lane, and nobody's going to come to help Kyle. To the outside, Paul Menard and Trevor Bain to the inside just about everybody else. Bye-bye Kyle Busch. Everybody in tight formation now as Kyle Busch is in the middle. They line up to his inside and outside. Up front new leaders. Here come Martin Truex Jr. Trevor Bain one and two and now the challenge is on behind them for third. Jamie McMurray is right there. He's got drafting help from Dale Earnhardt Jr. to their immediate inside. It's Kurt Busch. Make that Clint Boyer and his teammate Paul Menard. These next 60 laps down to the checkered flag, the racing is going to get really intense out there. Already is here at the front of the field. Across the line and back into the corner, Martin Truex Jr. and Trevor Bain grab the lead away. Jamie McMurray falls back to third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth and fifth is Clint Boyer. They go back to turn two. Here they come, all lined up. Top side, uh, top lane belongs to the leaders, Truex and Bain, but the challenge is coming down low. Clint Boyer, Paul Menard on the move. They are trying to make something happen on the inside line. They're trying to inch forward, trying to grab a 
piece of the lead, but Truex and Trevor Bain say no dice. Now, here's McMurray inching out. He wants a piece of third. They're going after the race leader. That is a Toyota being pushed by a Ford and arguably one of the strongest Fords in the field. Trevor Bain buried up underneath Martin Truex Jr. They'll hold on to the top spot. Here they come working back into the trioval. They've got the outside lane. Three cars get together. Coming off turn number four, one Pablo Montoya involved yet again. Charging down the inside of the racetrack, Kurt Busch, he gets away. Greg Biffle is involved. Ryan Newman, a number of cars run down the pit road to stay out of the way of the action of about three cars that started spinning in turn four. You know, it just looked like, Joe, that they continued to try to find that dancing partner, that person that they wanted to draft with. The shuffle's on, looking inside, looking outside. They were racing two and three wide, trying to do exactly that, and then all of a sudden, somebody got turned. Hard to see just exactly who it was first, because the smoke was then flying, and cars were scattering in every one or another direction. Greg Biffle uh, tried to make it on the pit road to drive back around. He's got kind of crossed up in the middle of pit road there in front of you, Winston Kelly. Yeah, they did. Uh, Juan Pablo Montoya came down pit road. He had flat spotted his right side tires. We can see Greg Biffle sitting on pit road. He's sitting on the outside lane all the way down about uh, 10 pit stalls from the uh, end of the start finish or from the end of pit road. We can see the window net is down. Greg Biffle is moving around in the race car. The right front tires down. So Greg Biffle with heavy damage on the right side of his car. Looks like he's going to have to uh, take the mandatory ride to the infield care center. But Juan Pablo Montoya, he's going to be able to continue, although he had some damage on his car as well. Biffle is probably pretty tired of the 53rd Daytona 500. He's had a tough, tough day today. And now it looks like he's going to give it up as he climbs out of his car down on the pit road. Service Master Clean Caution out for the 11th time today. Here's the field working off turn four at Daytona after the uh, caution coming out when several cars got together here in the trioval. Among them, Juan Pablo Montoya, Greg Biffle, a few others uh, took evasive action, rolling down the pit lane at full speed to try to miss the spinning cars. And now, as they approach the entrance of pit road, there are some takers. These stops at lap 144, Steve Post. Yeah, these are some of the cars that were not in six laps ago on lap one, or seven laps ago. Clint Boyer is in, going to be four tires on the Cheerios, Hamburger Helper Chevrolet. Tony Stewart in, going to get fuel only in his office depot mobile one car, and uh, looks like uh, one other car down there, Ryan Newman in, and they are working on the left side, going to be four tires for Ryan Newman. Winston Kelly? Jamie McMurray's going to get four tires. Same thing for Stephen Wallace. McMurray was paired up with Taylor and our junior that time. It looks like he's going to get reacclimated with his partner, Juan Pablo Montoya, to Terry Labonte on pit road. Same thing for A.J. Allmendinger. They get served Service, uh, fuel, Sunoco Fuel, return to the track. Uh, Alex? Four fresh tires for Paul Menard, also Brad Keselowski. He came to pit road for Sunoco Fuel, as well as Robbie Gordon, who continues to sit on the pit lane. They're working at the back end of Robbie Gordon's Speed Energy Dodge right now, just trying to make sure they've got that car as aerodynamic as they can possibly get it. Motor Racing Network would like to welcome in some new affiliates joining us today for the first time for our coverage of the Daytona 500. Sports WWNB, 1490, Newburn, North Carolina, 1340 KPOK in Bowman, North Dakota. Sports 1400 KCLA, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Newburn, North Carolina Sports WAVQ 1400. Classic Country M 1380 in Greenville, Michigan. Conservative Talk Radio 1650 Chesapeake, Virginia. The Red Zone 1310. 
Indiana, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, and Central Wisconsin's Cool Gold 105.5, Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. Glad to have you aboard for our coverage of the Daytona 500. Back at Daytona, we're about a half lap from going back onto the green flag. 54 laps remain in the 53rd running of the Daytona 500. And Barney, a couple of records about to be broken. I told you earlier about the uh, number of lead changes. The record was 60 in 1974. We've had 57 so far here today. And we're about to break the record number of cautions, which would be an even dozen. We'll tie that with the next one. Certainly so. We have 11 of uh, the caution flags that have waved here so far today. It's been a pretty rowdy race, I guess is a good way to put it. The biggest crash, of course, back at lap 28 when we had some 15 cars involved. And in that crash, some big names. Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, who spent a lot of time back behind the wall. Uh, later in the day, we saw uh, engine problems claiming uh, Jeff Burton and also Kevin Harvick. Uh, also various incidents uh, sucking up uh, Michael Waltrip, Marcus Ambrose, Joe Nemechek, and Robert Richardson. Uh, Matt Kenseth and Greg Biffle have had problems. So uh, there's some pretty big names on that side of the board that are not going to have a chance to win here today. Yeah, but there's still an awful lot of cars out there. It's still running real good. Pace car goes down pit road. Here we are at the start finish line. Green flag goes in the air, and they take off for turn number one. Down at the bottom of the racetrack, they work their way off into the corner. A lot of shuffling going on as to who's going to end up in the lead draft at the head of that big draft going off into turn one. Head of the class right now belongs to Martin Truex Jr., but Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s got ideas about changing that. He's going to do it. Actually, a three-car draft on the bottom of the racetrack. It's Earnhardt, Kyle Busch, the meat in the sandwich, Joey Logano riding third. Somebody's got to go at the front of the pack. Martin Truex Jr. and Trevor Bain drop anchor right in the middle. They're headed to the back of the pack while up front, Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads the way again at Daytona. Kyle Busch is right there with Joey Logano there. Three wide behind them in three. Dale Earnhardt Jr. showing all kinds of strength. The problem is he's got no drafting help yet, but there is help on the way. Here comes Regan Smith back to the front going after Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's going to need all the help he can get because they're ganged up to the outside. Kyle Busch is there with help from Joey Logano and in front of them here at the stripe you'll see Kurt Busch and Mark Martin they draft by and take the top two spots. Kurt Busch with a new drafting partner. He's worked so well with Regan Smith this afternoon, but he's in the high lane, and here comes Smith to the bottom. He's going to shove Dale Earnhardt Jr. up the gut to the lead off turn number two. And they'll break away by five, maybe six car lengths over a side-by-side battle for third. Top side, you've got Kurt Busch and Mark Martin. Downstairs, Kyle Busch and Joey Logano side-by-side for third off the end of the back straightaway. It's Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch, now they're going to slide right up the across the nose of Kurt Busch, leaving downstairs wide open for your race leader. He brings the fans to their feet. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Let's go down to the care center, see if we can get a quick word with Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle has just come out of the infield care center. Greg, uh, a rough, rough day out there for you. Tell us about this latest incident. You know, I don't, I don't know what happened there. I just, you know, got a little sideways off of four. I don't know if the, the 42 wasn't pushing quite straight and and uh, I went sideways for a while and got it gathered back up. And right when I got it gathered up, I think he hit me again and, and sent me into the fence on the, uh, you know, to the outside. So I just have to watch the replay. You know, there's only so much you can do trying to drive these cars. And I turned my teammate, you know, four laps earlier the same, same way. Uh, you just, you know, you don't mean to do it, but you just, you got to push to stay up with all the cars. And unfortunately, uh, that's what happened. Greg Miffle's out for the day in the 3M Ford Fusion after his second incident. 
Dale Earnhardt Jr. has brought the crowd to their feet a couple of times as he is up at the front of the pack right now, leading this race here with some 51 laps remaining to be run. Dale Jr., Regan Smith, Kyle Busch, Casey Kane, Joey Logano, and Tony Stewart. That's the top six. Crowd came to its feet when Jr. went to the lead. I think they're just going to stay there for as long as he stays where he is. And that's at the front of the pack with about a 10-car length gap. He and Regan Smith back to Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. Kyle Busch and Joey Logano use the inside line of turn two, trying to slide through, but look out. Here comes up the middle. Brent Keselowski and Clint Boyer. They're side-by-side side with Kane and Stewart for third. They come rumbling out of the pocket and up onto the banking in turn number three. It is real racy from third on back. You've got Keselowski and Boyer to their outside. It's Casey Kane and Tony Stewart. And just behind them, here comes Martin Truex and Trevor Bain. They had fallen back. They lost the draft in the restart and dropped back to about the 15th spot. And suddenly they are back in the hunt as they head to turn one. Here they come into one. Leaders continue to have about a seven or eight car length advantage, but the battle for the next two spots, third and fourth, hot and heavy on the bottom. Brad Keselowski drafting help from Clint Boyer. In the middle now, here comes Kurt Busch and Mark Martin. That is the three-wide battle up the back straightaway in the extreme outside. You got Casey Kane and his drafting partner. Downstairs will win. Keselowski and Boyer go to third and fourth. And here comes Trevor Bain back to the front of the field with Martin Truex Jr. lined up right in front of him. Bain trying to push him all the way to the fifth spot. He'll do it and, and bypass Kurt Busch and Mark Martin. Let's give a call to Mark Martin. He had got caught up in that first big wreck that Joe talked about just a moment ago and struggled all the way back there all day long. He's worked his way inside the top ten. He's, in fact, he's just taken over eighth position in that lead pack in turn one. He may not be done yet either. He's grafted onto the back bumper of Kurt Busch's machine. They're trying to make a go of it on the outside lane, but they are outnumbered right now. Jamie McMurray and Juan Pablo Montoya came sailing by on the inside. Now Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. They are side by side for those positions while up front, the front two of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Regan Smith about to have a whole lot of company. They begin to gang up on them in three. Here comes four cars led by Martin Truex Jr. and Trevor Bain. Also Brad Keselowski and Clint Boyer. Jr.'s up front, but he's about to get some company. Yeah, Martin Truex on the move to the high side of the track with Trevor Bain in the Wood Brothers Ford pushing there at the start finish line. Not quite up alongside. They are struggling, but now they see a challenge to the inside in turn one. Here they come into turn number one, and the challenge is on for third, fourth, fifth, and sixth position. Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, they've joined hands. They'll go to third and fourth. Denny Hamlin on the comeback trail, trying to get to the front of this field, and to get there, he's going to push Ryan Newman. They changed lanes. They were at the bottom. Then now they go topside with a full head of steam. Challenge is on for the lead. Here comes the Army, Ryan Newman, and the Chevrolet. Denny Hamlin giving him the push. Side by side for the race lead at Daytona. Earnhardt to the inside, Newman to the outside. That's the kind of racing we're going to see all the way down to the checkered flag. They're about to put some 153 laps on the board. That'll give us 47 to go. Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin have linked up in a two-car draft that puts them up there in first and second. Casey Kane is third. Tony Stewart drafting along there with him in fourth. Kurt Busch still in the hunt. He is fifth and sixth is David Reagan. They really mix it up in the backstretch. Three wide up the gut come Kurt Busch, Mark Martin. They're trying to bring Truex and Trevor Bain along for the ride. Reagan Smith downstairs. He's got drafting help from Dale Earnhardt Jr. to his outside. That's Kurt Busch and Mark Martin. They are stacked up two by two by two by two all the way back through the 
field. This is from third on back while the front two scamper away. Coming down to the line, Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. Here's Kurt Busch swinging to the outside of the track once again. They are three wide, two rows deep. Truex coming up the middle of the sandwich this time. He's got drafting help from Trevor Bain. Down low, it's Regan Smith with Dale Earnhardt Jr. in tow. Top side, it's Clint Boyer and Mark Martin off two. Everybody trying to sort it out now from about fifth on back. You got Regan Smith who gets the shove up to the number three position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. on his back bumper. They're three wide behind them. Coming up the inside, Montoya and McMurray. And now they're going to break apart just a little bit, and that'll give the advantage to Tony Stewart and Casey Kane, who are working to the outside. Now Montoya and McMurray get hooked up once again, but they'll fall in line seventh and eighth. Coming back down to the line again, Ryan Newman shows the way, and suddenly he's going to have some company there, but also we have the caution flag. The service master clean. Caution is out again. Let's go to Mike Bagley. Trouble for Travis Quapple, Joe. Second time today he has found the safer barrier. He got it just off of turn number two. Solo car incident as Travis Quapple made contact with the outside wall. He is able to limp it back to pit road, but not before a lot of right side damage on his machine. This is going to help some drivers and probably hurt some drivers as far as uh, this caution flag coming out at this juncture of the race with what, 41 laps remaining? Yep, and Winston Kelly, we were talking about getting past lap 155. After this stop, they can go the rest of the way. I believe we're going to see everybody come down pit road and at least top it off with fuel. We might see a few guys come in and take tires in, but since they're in that window, I'm expecting to see everybody come down pit road. We have matched a 37-year-old record already today with number of lead changes. 60 lead changes among 19 drivers. We reached that mark back in uh, 1974, and we've also tied the number of cautions at 12. Probably have another 10 or 12 lead changes before the green before the checker comes oh, out. Oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, we might. They should be going green here shortly. They well, waved it off. Wave off. Yep. All right. Anyway, we'll give you the top ten. Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Juan Pablo Montoya, and Tony Stewart at the top five. Casey Kane's had an up-and-down day. He is six. Paul Menard has been pretty good up in that lead draft for, the, for most of the afternoon. I think he'll be a factor in how this thing plays out in the final lap. Regan Smith, as you've said a couple of times, he's been everybody's favorite cat yeah. to draft off from out there all afternoon. He is eighth. Kurt Busch. He's had the hot hand since we came in to start Speed Weeks. He won the Bud Shootout. He won his Gatorade duel. He's been strong in practice and qualifying. He might be the man. And if he is the man, he'll be the first guy to ever win all three of those major events here at uh, Daytona International Speedway. Barney gave you the top ten. Well, I think you stopped at nine. Uh, and now ninth is where Jamie McMurray is. Kurt Busch falls to tenth. Let's take you further down the leaderboard as we now get the signal of one to go. David Gilliland up to 11th. Clint Boyer is 12th. Mark Martin, 13th. Steve Wallace, 14th, and Bobby Labonte is in 15th. 16th is Martin Truex, David Reagan is 17th, Dave Blaney, 18th, Trevor Bain, 19th, and 20th is Kyle Busch. Carl Edwards, 21st, Brad Keselowski, 22nd, Bill Elliott's 23rd, Robbie Gordon, 24th, Terry Labonte still in the show. He is 25th, Joey Logano is 26th, A.J. Allmendinger, 27th, 28th is Travis Quapel, 29th, Jimmy Johnson, and 30th, Matt Kenseth. 31st is Jeff Gordon, 32nd, Greg Biffle, 33rd is Brian Vickers, David Rudeman is in 34th. Andy Lally, 35th. And Jeff Burton, 36th. 37th is Robert Richardson. Marcus Ambrose, 38th. Joe Nemechek, 39th. And Michael Waltrip, 40th. 41st is Brian Keselowski. Kevin Harvick is 42nd. And J.J. Yaley is shown in the 43rd position. Those last five drivers are in the garage, along with Jeff Burton, Robert Richardson, 
Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth, and Travis Quapple. Right now, 27 cars remain on the lead lap with 37 laps to go in the Daytona 500. Next weekend, we head out west to Phoenix International Raceway, the Subway Fresh Fit 500 a week from today. Also next weekend, the trucks will be running there in the Lucas Oil 150. That's on Friday evening. And the Nationwide Series runs the Basha Supermarkets 200 next Saturday afternoon. Tickets are available at Phoenix. And, of course, we'll have the coverage for you right here on the Motor Racing Network. To get ticket information for any of the events coming up this year, you can log on to MotorRacingNetwork.com. Tighten up the seatbelt and getting ready to go here. We'll have some 37 laps remaining to be run. Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. Dale Earnhardt Jr. still very much in this thing. So is Juan Pablo Montoya and Casey Kane. Pace car on pit road. Coming down to the line. Green flag a little hesitant about putting it out. Now it's out as they go racing toward turn number one. And quickly at the bottom of the racetrack, Ryan Newman kind of seals off that, waiting for his drafting partner going off into turn number one. Back there for fifth and sixth. Pretty hot battle going on in turn two. Ryan Newman's drafting partner still uh, yet to arrive. Dale Earnhardt Jr. about a car length back. The good news is for them that the same problem is happening upstairs. Denny Hamlin waiting on one Pablo Montoya. Hamlin gets some help first. And now the crossover. Hamlin down the track in front of Dale Jr. Hamlin dies for the bottom as Juan Pablo Montoya gets help topside from Casey Kane. And now Hamlin and Newman break away as they go to the point. As Montoya is going to go third right in front of Casey Kane further back. They are stacking up three wide, about seven rows deep while they shuffle around and try to find that partner to hook up with. Charging back into the corner. Everybody trying to find their dancing partners and get uh, teamed up for a run towards the front of the field. At the front, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Newman, Juan Pablo and Casey Kane. Two groups of two, as is usually the case here in Speed Weeks 2011. Challenge is on now for the number five position. Jamie McMurray needs some drafting help. He's got Paul Menard and Clint Boyer in his rear view mirror still trying to figure out who's drafting with who. Field stacks up from fifth on back. McMurray has the number five spot. Paul Menard right on his back bumper. And then they're two by two behind them. Up front, a four-car breakaway for the lead. It's Denny Hamlin. He's got the point. Then comes Ryan Newman, followed by Juan Pablo Montoya and the Red Bull Toyota Casey Kane also breaking out of the pack. Here comes Jamie McMurray and Paul Menard. 27 drivers still being posted on the lead lap, so the competition is really tough going down to the checkered flag here some 35 laps from now. At the bottom of the racetrack, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Newman go to one. And now they shuffle the deck a little bit further behind. Juan Pablo Montoya swaps places with Casey Kane. Right behind them, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tony Stewart now flying up the outside lane. Here's a challenge. David Reagan with drafting help from Trevor Bain. For a moment, they almost made it three wide. Everybody was doing the swap and changing lanes. They sort of out though. Hamlin and Newman one and two and they are stacked up three deep from third on back. And a couple of drivers have lost their dancing partner Jamie McMurray all alone. He was sitting second. Also losing a drafting partner is Kurt Busch. Here they come thundering off turn four. McMurray pulls down in front of a couple of Fords that were charging up through the field. David Reagan and Trevor Bain had hooked up. Now they've got McMurray in their way. That opens up the outside lane. That's where you'll find Clint Boyer and Paul Menard. Trying to make some hay. Menard leading that two-man dance. Boyer tucked right up under his rear spoiler. They're still trying to figure out who's drafting with who from third place on back. It's Jamie McMurray, then David Reagan, then Trevor Bain. Reagan and Bain have all teamed up, and now they begin to swap lanes. First outside, now inside. McMurray throwing the block. Here's Reagan and Bain back to the top. They want to go to third and fourth. A couple of Fords hooking up and coming to the front. David Reagan. Oh, 
look out. We got one car going around. It's Brad Keselowski. He turns the Miller Lite Dodge head on into the outside retaining wall. Car scattering inside and outside. A tremendous move by Reagan Smith to keep from getting into the side of Keselowski. He's got a lockdown as he moves through the infield grass. Service master clean caution number 13. That breaks the record, Jeff Striegel. Well, and I'll tell you something. It should have been a whole lot bigger than what it actually turned out to be. Brad Keselowski in that Miller Lite Dodge. Again, it was more than likely a bump draft that went bad. It turned Brad head on into the outside retaining wall and everybody scrambled. Top side, bottom side, trying to avoid Brad as he slid back down towards the infield grass and I believe everybody able to get by without making contact. Brad now come to a stop on the apron, window net down. The safety crew is on the scene. We're down to 33 laps to go. 30 to go. 30 laps remaining in the 2011 edition of the Daytona 500 as they form up for the double file restart. Denny Hamlin, Ryan Newman, David Reagan, Trevor Bain, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's the top five. Then it's McMurray, Paul Menard, Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, and one Pablo Montoya. This race has reached a stage where, as we said, you need to get your drafting partner really quick before you get anywhere near the first turn down there. Have somebody to go with, and that's exactly what's forming up. Denny Hamlin trying to hang on to Ryan Newman in turn one. Not going to have much luck at it if he doesn't hurry because Newman's on the outside lane. Here comes David Reagan and Trevor Bain. Now Newman will drop down into the low groove. That leaves Dale Earnhardt Jr. for the moment all alone in the middle of the pack, but he's going to make it work up the middle to the lead. Jr. up the middle. No drafting help to the point. Now he gets drafting help on the back bumper. It's Clint Boyer that emerges from this three-wide battle, but here comes that inside line. Matter of fact, Junior's getting ganged up on inside and out in three. It is three wide, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is smack dab in the middle of it all, and now all of a sudden he's got a little drafting help. The problem is, it's two guys that are already hooked together, McMurray and Montoya. Up front it is Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. They take the top two spots as they come back to the start-finish line. Right behind them, Paul Menard, Tony Stewart near the front of the field. Behind them, here comes Kyle Busch. Well, the final 30 laps of the Daytona 500 can make for some very strange partners. Manufacturer doesn't matter anymore. Teammates not necessarily. Whoa, Kyle Busch gets sideways on the nose of Mark Martin. Straightens it out and makes a great save in two. They come to the back straightaway now. Everybody trying to find that drafting help as everybody comes steamrolling up the back straightaway. Joey Logano with a problem for a moment on the apron. Pulls it back up on the racetrack and sorts it out as the field in three. And Kyle Busch right now without a drafting partner at all. He was running in the fifth position all by himself but that's going to change in a hurry. Here comes Reagan Smith, or check that, David Reagan and Trevor Bain. It's a breakaway at the front of the field right now. Four cars pull out to the front of the uh, race head off into turn number one. Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, Paul Menard, and Tony Stewart from there back, Dave. Still wide open trying to get somebody to draft with. Everybody try to circle the wagons and mount a charge. Right now, David Reagan and Trevor Bain have broken away from that second group. They ride in the fifth and sixth position. Then on the bottom of the racetrack, there's Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to organize some help. Yeah, he's trying to get downstairs, trying to regroup. He's right now giving drafting help to the car of Dave Blaney. They're side-by-side side with McMurray and Montoya. And further back now, Kyle Busch has hooked up with Clint Boyer, so those two cars will hopefully come to the front. Up front, though, it's Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. Menard there on the low side of the racetrack. Newman has the high side covered, side-by-side side at the stripe, but Denny Hamlin will push Ryan Newman back out in front. Just behind that pack 
Here comes Regan Smith once again, drafting help there with Kurt Busch. Regan Smith back into the fray one more time after a tremendous afternoon at Daytona. They're up to the seventh and eighth positions right now. Then comes Dave Blaney and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Watching Paul Menard in that third position. He is under fire right now. He's got Tony Stewart right behind him, but on the outside line, here come Roush Fenway Racing youngsters David Reagan and Trevor Bain. They're trying to run down the race leader. Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin have it. Then you drop back. David Reagan and Trevor Bain behind them hooked together. Paul Menard and Tony Stewart, the fast movers, Kurt Busch and Regan Smith. Joe, we're beginning to see some of the front runners break away from the field and get a little daylight on maybe from 10th, 15th place on back right now. Those guys are losing ground and they, but they need to get with the program. Just 25 laps remain to be run. Dropping back, they've got to start making those definite plans because we're getting down to the time when it's really going to matter. And of course, what we've seen so far in Speed Weeks is it really pays, even if you have to take somebody with you to help get out front, to get out there and to settle between yourself. Although everybody knows when it comes to the last lap, it's every man for himself and you're not going to have any friends. I don't care how good the relationship has been earlier in the day. Now you're going to have some guys that say, undraft me, let me go. There you go. <laughs> Regan Smith on the move again. He is pushing Kurt Busch at the inside of the racetrack and they are taking over the lead. Regan had a huge scare back when Brad Keselowski spun on lap 167. They made repairs and now they're at the front of the field, but another two go out front. It's David Reagan and Trevor Bain. The Ford pilots joining up the youngsters in the bottom lane. David Reagan, Trevor Bain, one and two, but maybe not for long. Dave Blaney and Dale Jr. up the outside lane. Up the middle, here comes Boyer and Kyle Busch. Three wide off turn number two, racing for the lead of the Daytona 500. The middle lane will advance this time as Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch sneak a fender out in front, but here come Bain and David Reagan back to the bottom. In fighter jet formation, three wide, about two rows deep. Here comes David Reagan downstairs. Trevor, Trevor Bain is with him. Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch topside. 12 cars up in that lead draft. One car swings way wide, flying down pit road right now. Don't know if he had a problem up there. Got bumped and had to shove into the corner. But at any rate, it is pretty wild heading down pit road just a moment ago. The intensity meter is dead pegged now as they are turning it up with less than 25 laps to go. Showtime at Daytona. And at the front of the pack, Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch. They use the high lane coming off turn number two. They are unchallenged. Matter of fact, pulling away by about five, maybe six car lengths over a side-by-side -side battle for third. Kurt Busch has it. Here's Ryan Newman trying to take it away. He'll do it with the help of Denny Hamlin. And last lap, it was Martin Truex Jr. that did an incredible job of saving his race car. He got turned perhaps by, it may have been Terry Labonte, then shot that car at 195 down pit road. And he made it out the other end, pulls back on the racetrack, but he's on the opposite side of the track from where he needs to be. Clint Boyer out front. Kyle Busch pushing him into turn number one. Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, and David Reagan. Rest of the top five. And a couple of new players beginning to enter the fray, cracking the top ten. Mark Martin and A.J. Allmendinger. They drafted well earlier today. They've been looking for each other for a long time. They're together again, and they're cracking the top ten. That pack is double wide, about five rows deep, and they are way behind, trying to make up and catch up on the front pack. Up front, Newman, Hamlin, one and two. Reagan and Bain, three and four. Right behind them comes Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch. Then you've got Kurt Busch and David Reagan. Dale Earnhardt Jr. waiting on Ryan Newman. Newman arrives at the scene. They go in position seven and eight. Front five, six cars, nose to tail. They start to branch out a little bit further back in the pack as they shuffle for positioning and try to find somebody to help move back to the front. Ryan Newman has the lead. Denny Hamlin is second. That's the way they go back to one. Here come Boyer and 
Kyle Busch to the bottom of the racetrack. They're going to overhaul the David Reagan-Trevor Bain tandem. That's the battle for third and fourth off turn two. Here come Boyer and company. They'll slide through underneath and immediately change lanes. They'll go to the high side of the racetrack. Boyer drafting help from Kyle Busch. Newman drafting help from Denny Hamlin side by side for the lead. Ryan Newman diving his car to the bottom of the racetrack. Clint Boyer about three quarters of the way up the banking. Behind them, they're being shadowed by Kurt Busch and David Reagan. Charging back to the start-finish line. No intensity being let up. They are going for it now as we're down to 20 laps to go in the Daytona 500. Jamie McMurray's car just about to give up the ghost. He just passed the start-finish line, sounding way off. They continue to struggle here, trying to salvage all they Trouble can. Trouble turn number three, Joe. Casey Kane up the banking, slapping the outside. Safer barrier. Casey Kane all by himself, and as we say that, it looks like a motor may have just gone away for Carl Edwards. Smoke billowing out of the back of the Aflac Ford. And so we see the Service Master clean caution out for the 14th time this afternoon. All started with Casey Kane up in turn three. You know, I don't know if the two things had anything to do with one another. I saw Casey Kane go all the way up and get the outside retaining wall all by himself. And as we started calling that action, all of a sudden you saw the smoke just billowing out from behind the Aflac Ford, the driver Carl Edwards, and both of those cars, although they were completely separate of one another, are now on pit road. Let's go to Alex Hayden. Casey Kane limping that Red Bull Toyota down. Right front tire is definitely down. He's got some significant damage. Unfortunately for Team Red Bull, Brian Vickers' car sitting just in front of Casey's had been there for a few laps already with the hood up. Smoke now beginning to billow out. They're going to have to use all the manpower they can to literally manually lift the right side of this car in the air to get the jack under the peg and change the right side tires for Casey Kane's Red Bull Toyota. Ryan Newman is the man out front. Denny Hamlin is in second. David Reagan, Clint Boyer, and Trevor Bain. That's the top five, how they stack up right now. Going to the green flag at lap 185 of the Daytona 500. Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. At the head of the pack, it's David Reagan, Trevor Bain, and Clint Boyer behind them. The rest of the top ten, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Regan Smith, Tony Stewart, and Paul Menard. Green flag goes back in the air as they set sail for turn number one. Everybody trying to find a drafting partner really quick. Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, David Reagan, Trevor Bain, and Clint Boyer all scramble at the front of the field in turn one. Newman and Hamlin join forces almost immediately behind them. Reagan and Bain a little slow to get going. Everybody else pouring underneath them. Here comes Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch. They're going to go to the outside and challenge for the lead. Right along with them, here come Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Everybody getting positioned now. Four cars down low. Two cars topside, and they slowly begin to break away as Newman and Hamlin put three car lengths between themselves and everybody else. Taylor Earnhardt Jr. spent the entire day trying to find the perfect person to draft with. He may have found it. Tony Stewart. He's got the third spot. Junior back to fourth. Up front, it's Ryan Newman leading the way. Probably the first time that Tony Stewart and uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. have worked together. Might be today, but certainly not the first time that uh, this two have worked together. They are up to the third and fourth positions trying to chase down Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. Before they do that, though, they're going to have to fight off an inside line challenge. Kurt Busch, Regan Smith, coming back to the front again. They're up to third and fourth off turn two. 
bulldozing their way to the inside of turn two are Kurt Busch and Regan Smith. They stay on the bottom of the racetrack. They're unable to make any moves because to their outside, here come Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch, which would set up a battle for third. The battle for third is a good one. They're almost side by side. Further back, they're three wide. Paul Menard has to bail out of the middle of it. He'll lose a couple of spots on the racetrack, but here comes Boyer and Busch around the outside. Watching a lot of drivers really in the draft, particularly if they're running second, breathing the car quite a bit with the laps wind down. You don't want to get too too much too close in there and overheat the engine with some, what, 13 laps left, Dave Moody. Yeah, indeed, and the challenges are hot and heavy right now from third on back to the bottom. Clint Boyer and Regan Smith to the outside. It's going to be, or check that, to the bottom, it's going to be Kurt Busch and Regan Smith to the outside, Clint Boyer and Kyle. They continue to use the outside line. Do Boyer and Bush and toss in David Reagan and Trevor Bain in that mix. They are on the outside of the racetrack looking for more. It took them a while to get hooked up, but once they do, they come to the front. A pair of Fords doing battle with each other. David Reagan and Trevor Bain. They've got fifth and sixth. They're looking for more. Working to the outside, looking for a chance to make a move and pick up the third and fourth positions. The Fords, as you said, Jeff Striegel, they take a while to get rolling, but Dave Moody, once they get going, they move on out. Once they get wound up, they get wound up tight, Joe, and they're on the charge once again to the outside lane. David Reagan, Trevor Bain, they run in the seventh and eighth position right now at the front of the pack. The U.S. Army, Chevrolet, and Ryan Newman. Denny Hamlin right there on Newman's back bumper, and everybody now on the inside line, at least among the front four, maybe front six. Everybody now looking towards the top side, looking at Clint Boyer, and Kyle Busch challenging for third. There are six duos doing battle at the front of the field. Ryan Newman's got the top spot with Denny Hamlin right behind him from third on back. It's a Hornets nest. Twelve drivers trying to break away and settle this thing at the Daytona 500 all by themselves. And now all of a sudden here at the line, they almost mix it up a little bit there. I thought Dale Earnhardt Jr. and his partner were going to pick up a couple of positions. Maybe they will yet in turn one. They may yet try to do it. For the moment, they're going to stay single file on the bottom of the racetrack. It maintains at the front Newman and Hamlin. Then uh, Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Clint Boyer down to the inside for fifth. Clint Boyer now will change lanes. He'll cut to the middle of the racetrack. He has drafting help from Kyle Busch. Kurt Busch, Regan Smith left in the dust as the challenge for third continues. It's Clint Boyer working the outside to his inside is Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kyle Busch tucked up underneath the back of the Chevrolet of Clint Boyer. But still it is Ryan Newman showing the way. He and Denny Hamlin trying to run off and hide from everybody else, but just behind him, a fast-closing Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch. They've got the draft working in the outside lane. They'll take over second and third. They've got the the, uh, number three and four positions now as they ride the banking in turn number one. About five car lengths back, Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Then it's Side by side, Regan Smith and Kurt Busch down low. Top side, Reagan and Bain. They continue the side by side battle. The first one in the top ten. Up front, though, here's a challenge for the lead. Boyer and Bush duck out of line, but not close enough to mount the charge. Ryan Newman continues to lead, and Denny Hamlin continues to push. How long can he push before they have to swap? Here they come: Newman, Hamlin, Boyer, and Bush. That's your top four. That lead pack of drivers shop, shopping the lead around, heading back down to the start finish line again. Put one more lap on the board. Nine to go here at Daytona. Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin setting the pace for everybody else in turn one. And that lead four doing their best right now to stay single file and maybe make this a four-man decision for the Daytona 500. They're trying to break away from that second pack. Haven't done it yet. And Tony Stewart and Dale Jr. are going to make
make sure they don't. Leaders are overcoming some lap traffic. The lap cars at the bottom of the racetrack. The first one, Brian Vickers. The other one, Jamie McMurray on seven cylinders. Newman continues to show the way. And Clint Boyer continues to go after him. He climbs the banking. They'll work around. Jamie McMurray, the leaders will now. Ryan Newman, the first to go by. Clint Boyer, nowhere to go. Now he'll peek to the outside. Boyer's got drafting help from Kyle Busch. He'll peek there for a few moments. Decide to fall back in line in single file as we're down to eight laps to go. It's getting tight up front. Everybody joining in the battle. Everybody getting their toe in the pool now for what's to come. Top side of the racetrack. Here come Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. They've got it wound up tight on the outside lane as they challenge for fifth and sixth. Throw in the mix of David Reagan and Trevor Bain. They're in that mix as well. You got a total of six cars down low. Not anymore. Here go Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch. Top of the racetrack. They're up to second. They want a piece of the lead. Kyle Busch just push, pushing Clint Boyer. Now the leaders have split up. The FedEx Toyota backs off of Ryan Newman. That should be enough. Here comes Clint Boyer for the race lead. Boyer's got it set up just like he wants it. His partner is right behind him. They've got the outside lane covered, but two cars break away. Boyer back to the lead. Kyle Busch grabs second, and here comes comes Regan Smith on the charge once again for third. Nobody sitting down at the World Center of Racing. Regan Smith climbs the banking. Drafting help from Kurt Busch. Not going to get it done. Here's Ryan Newman. Drafting help from Denny Hamlin. Slides off the bottom of the racetrack. Newman trying to make the move, but he can't get it done. Newman tried to go up the racetrack, take Denny Hamlin along with him. They couldn't do it because that lane was occupied with Regan Smith and Kurt Busch. They will lose ground. Boyer hangs on to the lead. Here comes Regan and Kurt to the top side. And now Tony Stewart's going to try to go even higher yet with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Side by side once again up front. Boyer to the inside. Regan Smith to the outside and to the lead. Regan Smith goes back into the lead in the furniture row. Chevy drafting help from Kurt Busch. He'll take the top spot at lap 194. Now Tony Stewart's on the move. He's in the third spot and he has help from Dale Jr. Dale Jr. trying to give him all he's got but they're being overhauled. Three wide to the outside. Newman and Hamlin up the inside lane. Boyer snuggled up to the yellow line. He's going to challenge. They nearly touch off, too. Everybody pushing and shoving, trying to get every ounce of real estate they can get. The front two break away. Regan Smith and Kurt Busch. Two car lengths in hand over Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch. Two more back to Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin, and now Bobby Labonte has arrived on the scene, but he's under attack. Down to the inside comes David Reagan, Trevor Bain. They go side by side for six and seven. Kurt Busch proving he's got a really strong race car. As we said, he's had a really good speed weeks all along, and right now now he's threatening to get up there and hang on to that second spot and then go for the win here on that final lap around. They head over to turn two. Regan Smith five laps away from winning the Daytona 500, but it might as well be five years away for all the challenge he's going to get. It's Regan Smith and Kurt Busch one and two. Newman and Hamlin in the third and fourth spot. Side by side, they stack it up. Now Newman and Hamlin crossover right in front of Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch. Newman and Hamlin are there side by side for the lead in Daytona. Regan Smith drives to the bottom of the racetrack. He does so with Kurt Busch to his immediate outside. Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin directly behind David Reagan and Trevor Bain. Four laps to go in the Daytona 500. The battle is on. Here they come. Stacking it up three wide. David Reagan goes right up the middle with Trevor Bain. Now they're challenging for the lead. The youngsters up the gut try to steal a win in the Daytona 500. It's David Reagan, Trevor Bain, the Ford contingent in the middle. But Regan Smith is solid downstairs. Back he comes with drafting help off two. David Reagan and Trevor Bain were in the middle. Now they'll go to the outside of the racetrack and they've got some breathing room. Regan Smith gets turned into the outside wall. Ryan Newman gets collected. Clint Bowyer gets collected. 
trying to not prevent or actually not collect Regan Smith as everybody in the front 12 have a scary moment when Regan Smith gets turned into Ryan Newman and into the outside wall. Our 15th service master clean caution of the day. We were just coming up on three laps to go and a man who's been a solid part of this race now in trouble. Mike Bagley? Well, Regan Smith, Joe, got turned and he got turned up into Ryan Newman. Clint Boyer got collateral damage because he was on Newman's back bumper as well. Denny Hamlin had that FedEx Toyota just locked down trying to find room to race as everybody else was able to filter their way through. No doubt that Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, or make that Ryan Newman, also Regan Smith, the worst for wear in this exchange on the Super Stretch. You knew this was going to happen. Well, yeah, getting close to the finish, and uh, everyone is going for it. Uh, I, I think it's miraculous that we've gone for as many green flag laps as we have without this type thing happening or without a worse type thing happening because there's been so many close calls out there. And, again, when you're talking about 200-mile-an-hour racing, there are three wide, three or four rows deep. It only takes just a little tick of a move to get everybody turned around sideways. So we've been lucky so far, and uh, hopefully we'll stay lucky the rest of the way. It looks like we're going into overtime here today at the Daytona 500. Yeah, hang with us. We'll have a green-white checker finish here shortly. We're back at the Daytona International Speedway. More than 150,000 fans here waiting to see who goes to victory lane. And they are thrilled. They're seeing one heck of a show here this afternoon. The majority of them was pulling for Dale Earnhardt Jr., but he has a problem, Winston Kelly. I'll tell you what, he had worked all day long to be patient, stay back in the pack, try to find that right dancing partner. And he had found a guy that he had raced with one more time today and many, many times in the past in Tony Stewart. And he, they were just in the right position, and he had a left rear tire that went flat on him. So they had to come down. They went ahead and changed all four tires, and we're going to see if he can hook back up with Tony Stewart or anybody else. We saw Stewart do it yesterday in the nationwide race. It's going to be very interesting to see if Dale Earnhardt Jr. can do it today. Pretty crazy. Ryan Newman was up there leading this thing at one time, and uh, Denny Hamlin was also at the front of the field, and now Ryan's all the way back to 22nd. Denny Hamlin's all the way back to 24th. How quickly things can change. Yep, and Junior's going to be behind them as they get ready to go on the restart for a green-white checkered finish to the Daytona 500. Before we get uh, the green flag and get back underway here to wrap this thing up, there is still some cleanup taking place. Uh, Jeff Striegel over there in front of you in turn four. Yeah, there's a couple of those jet blowers that are high on the banking up in turn number four. Now, I think they're going to take every opportunity, Joe, to make sure that this racetrack is as clean as it possibly can be for these final two runs, but it shouldn't be much longer. We've got a vacuum truck down on the inside of the apron passing in front of me right now. I think he'll tuck back uh, behind the fence here shortly, and I would guess these blowers will be off the racetrack here shortly as well, and then we can conclude the final two laps of the Daytona 500. There are a lot of really good teams and good drivers that normally would be have a shot at winning the Day Daytona 500. Jeff Gordon not, not in it right now. Other drivers, Greg Biffle, Jeff Burton have had different problems. They're in the garage. Michael Wall out of the race here this afternoon. But amazingly, there's what, Joe, 18 cars still on the lead lap or yep. 19? Yep, yep. They have a chance at it, and you just got to wonder what's going on in their minds right now, particularly Alex Hayden, somebody like young Trevor Bain. He turned 20 years old yesterday, and here he is running second with his teammate up front in the Daytona 500. And his crew chief is a veteran. It's Donnie Wingo, and Donnie got a whale of a race car driver and an awfully slick race car. Can you guys win the great American race? I mean, you know, it's one of those deals I think we're a good pusher so far. We've pushed a lot of people to the front. We hadn't let a lap all day, but, you know, he's done a good job. I think if things play out there at the end and we can make a move on the last lap coming off a of four or something like that, I think we can win it. But 
you know, just can't thank Ford Motorcraft enough for all their support. And, uh, you know, it's, this rookie showed a lot of these veterans moves today, I think. Donnie Wingo's got a big smile right now, and he's got a guy out there with another blue oval that he's really looking to hook up with here in this final run of the checkers. A Wood Brothers Ford, wouldn't it be big if they were to win the Daytona 500? I uh, couldn't believe it. I tell you what, great. They're stacking up for the restart. Let's uh, tell you how they will restart with the green-white checker coming up. David Reagan, Trevor Bain, one and two. Kurt Busch is third. Tony Stewart, fourth. And Kyle Busch, fifth. Sixth is Bobby Labonte. Seventh is Robbie Gordon. Mark Martin, eighth. Ninth is David Gilliland. And tenth is Martin Truex. Carl Edwards is 11th. Juan Pablo Montoya, 12th. Bill Elliott, 13th. Paul Menard, 14th. And 15th is A.J. Allmendinger. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 16th. 17th is Regan Smith. 18th, Terry Labonte. 19th, Jamie McMurray, and 20th is Clint Boyer. Don't know if they're going to make it back around in one piece or not, but here we go. Green is going in the air for the Daytona 500, and immediately David Reagan crosses over, lines up in front of Trevor Bain, but Tony Stewart goes to the outside, trying to get some drafting help from Bobby Labonte as they come up to speed in turn one. Five miles to payday in the Daytona 500. The Fords have gathered at the bottom of the racetrack. Kurt Busch just abandoned Tony Stewart. He's picked up Kyle in the back bumper. Smoke is now all alone in the middle lane. He's going to the back of the pack as David Reagan leads Robbie Gordon down onto the apron saves it. Robbie Gordon on the apron will save the car, come back out on the racetrack and the wrecking further back. Ryan Newman gets turned into the outside wall. He clips Dale Jr. Jr. makes contact with the wall. Truex is there. He's trying to avoid and does as Jr. made contact with the outside wall. He came back to the bottom, then back to the outside wall and now coast nose first down onto the apron and that right front is torn to pieces on the amp energy Chevrolet for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Trouble at the back of the pack and trouble at the front of the pack as well. Trevor Bain has just lost his drafting partner, David Reagan. Crossed over too soon at the drop of the green flag. And that'll be a costly mistake for that young man. So Trevor Bain's going to be up there all alone and will have to find somebody else to draft with as we see our 16th Service Master Clean Caution. Let's uh, get a recap on just what happened there in the back straightaway. Well, Joe, it happened towards the tail end of the pack. All of a sudden, you had Ryan Newman get turned, perhaps maybe a bump draft that went askew, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. got clipped in that. Good news is, window net is down on the Amp Energy Chevrolet. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has climbed from the car, helmet still on, left hand on hip as he makes his way around the front of the car, just surveying the damage as right now the wrecker backs up to the car and tries to take it to the garage, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. is out out. He is okay. Uh, once Junior got collected, Martin Truex Jr. did a masterful job of not piling in and making things worse for Dale Jr. He was able to flee, but Dale Jr. worse for wear as uh, there is still damage. Well, wait a minute. It looks like he tried to get back in for just a moment, being, but being waved off by the safety crew over here on the back straightaway. So Earnhardt uh, with problems there on the back straightaway. Ryan Newman and uh, Martin Truex also involved in that. Trevor Bain has been so good as a drafting partner here at Daytona throughout Speed Weeks. I would think he would probably be one of the most popular people in the top 10 right now. Yeah, I'm sure Tony will lock on to him if if it works out that way. I'm sure Tony would be, or Bobby Labonte or Mark Martin, either one. They're close enough to him to latch on to him when they go back to green. But as you said, let's hope this green-white checker stays green and the checkered flag comes out. Look at Bill Elliott up there in the eighth position for this restart. How about uh, David Gilliland in the seventh position for this uh, restart? Regan Smith, after his near collision over in turn three, has worked his way back up to 12th. There's a bunch of interesting names. Didn't he mention Bobby? Bobby Labonte lining up third for the restart. Uh, yeah, we could very well have an upset winner of the Daytona 500. 
Last man standing. <laughs> that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we came to see. You know, coming to Daytona this year, a lot of folks said this will be the greatest Daytona 500 ever, or certainly one of the topped ones ever, because of all the changes, the new asphalt, and I believe it's lived up to all that hype, because this has been one for the record books. We've broken records for lead changes, for numbers of cautions, and for the intensity in racing, and we still are not quite finished. We've had a little bit of everything here at Daytona, getting down for the green-white checker finish. Let's see if they can do it this time. Trevor Bain will bring them down to the line. Tony Stewart's going to restart second. Bobby Labonte, third. Mark Martin, fourth. And Kurt Busch, fifth. Juan Pablo Montoya would be sixth. David Gilliland is seventh. He survived pretty good here today. Bill Elliott is eighth. Paul Menard is ninth. And tenth is Carl Edwards. 20 cars on the lead lap. The rest of those include Carl Edwards, who lines up in tenth. A.J. Allmendinger, eleventh. Regan Smith, twelfth. Robbie Gordon, thirteenth. Terry Labonte, 14th. David Reagan, 15th. Then comes Jamie McMurray, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, Steve Wallace, and Martin Truex Jr. The green flag is out again at Daytona. Green is out. They race back to turn number one. Trevor Bain trying to pick up a drafting partner real quick as they head over to the corner. Let's see who he ends up with. It looks like it's going to be Bobby Labonte. So one of the great veterans grabs a hold of the first-year driver and shoves him with authority to the lead. Bain to the point. Labonte to second. Kurt Busch down to the inside lane. He's going to take over the number three spot with drafting help from Montoya. Here they come to the back straightaway. 20-year-old Trevor Bain driving the legendary Wood Brothers number 21, hopefully to victory in the Daytona 500, but he's got work to do. He's got to fend off Bobby Labonte, and here come Kurt Busch and Juan Pablo. And further back now, you've got Carl Edwards hooking up with David Gilliland, but out front, three miles away from a win at Daytona. Trevor Bain leads the field off turn number four. Coming down for the white flag, 20-year-old Trevor Bain in front. But there's plenty of competition right behind him. Leaning on him, Bobby Labonte, Kurt Busch, and one Pablo Montoya. Young Trevor Bain driving for his life on the final lap of the Daytona 500. Labonte takes a peek to the outside, tucks right back in. When will the challenge come? Kurt Busch, Montoya, they're still there. It's Trevor Bain, your leader. It is a six-man free-for-all for the win of the Daytona 500. Waiting for somebody to break out of line. Here come Carl Edwards to the bottom. He's got drafting help. He's up to fourth. He's up to third. Here comes Carl Edwards as Bain leads to three. Something's got to give. Here comes Carl Edwards. He's got momentum. David Gilliland giving him a shove to the inside of Labonte. Now Trevor Bain will cross over the final time off four. Trevor Bain playing defense. He's out in front at age 20. He's going to win the 53rd Daytona 500. Trevor Bain gets the win for the Wood Brothers. And they're dancing on pit road, Alex Hayden. They are indeed Leonard Wood, one of the pioneers of NASCAR racing. He's going to run out and celebrate. Donnie Wingo is down here. Edsel Ford is down here. All of the Ford family on top of the pit box. And there are high fives. And more importantly, there are tears around Mr. Wood. Congratulations. You're going back to Victory Lane in Daytona. Oh, thank you very much. That's, that's the most awesome race ever. The, the guy was so talented. It was just wonderful. Has this changed the way you guys approach the rest of this season? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Wood and the Wood Brothers are headed back to Victory Lane at the World Center of Racing. Celebration is on on pit road. Trevor Bain pulls the upset. That is the feel-good story of Daytona 500 
2011 edition. Can you believe it, Barney? Yeah, I think it's going from one end of the pit road to the other. The teams and everybody are really, if they if their driver couldn't win, they would love to see the Wood Brothers win, and they do it. Here comes the Wood Brothers Ford down to the start-finish line. It's the exact same paint scheme that we saw David Pearson win so many races in over the years. The famous red and white number 21 wins again at Daytona. Trevor Bain gets the win. Carl Edwards finished second, as we've heard from the top five. David Gilliland, Bobby Labonte, and Kurt Busch rounded out the top five. We'll take you back through the rest of the top ten. Juan Pablo Montoya finished sixth. Regan Smith had a great day. He'll finish seventh. Kyle Busch finished eighth. Paul Menard ran ninth. And tenth was Mark Martin. Take you a little bit further back in the rundown while we're waiting. A.J. Allmendinger, great day for A.J. and his team. They'll finish 11th. Bill Elliott ran 12th. Good day for Bill also. Tony Stewart was 13th. 14th will go to David Reagan. 15th to Terry Labonte. 16th to Robbie Gordon. 17th to Clint Boyer. 18th to Jamie McMurray. Martin Truex Jr. finished 19th. And Steve Wallace had a pretty good day. A good Daytona 500 for him. First time he's been in a cup car here. And he will finish in 20th. Denny Hamlin gets 21st. Ryan Newman, 22nd. Joey Logano, 23rd. Dale Earnhardt Jr. winds up 24th. Casey Kane was 25th. Dave Blaney, 26th. 6th, Jimmy Johnson, 27th, Jeff Gordon is 28th, Brad Keselowski, 29th, and 30th is David Rudeman. Let's go down the Gatorade Victory Lane. And this is as happy a Victory Lane as I have seen in a long time. Glenn and Leonard Wood here. Trevor Bain, we talked before the race about how unbelievable it was to be in this ride. Take us through that last lap to start with. This is insane, man. God has just been so good to us this whole week. And, uh, you know, to be in this situation, to be able to work with the Wood Brothers in that famous 21 car. I mean, it's it's insane, and it's right back where it belongs in Victory Lane. Uh, you know, David Pearson said earlier, I hope you can live up to this thing, and hopefully we're showing them we can here because I want to be in a long time to come. I mean, this is so crazy. I mean, everybody from Ford and Jack Roush and everybody at Roush Fenway for the chassis and all the guys at Wood Brothers for getting this thing to make me look good. I mean, because this car made me look good today. It was so fast, and anybody we worked with went to the front. Hope the fans got a good show over here, you know, because uh, I was enjoying it from my, from my perspective. What did you think? think when David Reagan, who was your drafting partner, you had been more of a pusher than a pushy all day. What'd you think when he went, uh, when he had to come down pit road for those last few laps? I was worried. I mean, I really was. I didn't know how our car would do out front. Thank you so much to Bobby Labonte to sticking with us there, pushing us. Uh, that 47 team's awesome. Got to hang out with him last year. So, got to thank them for giving me the push. And then Carl for giving me that final push. And, uh, you know, I know he kind of made an effort there, but, you know, I'm glad we didn't get wrecked or anything and got our win because this is, these guys deserve it. I mean, they really do. I don't know if I've deserved it yet, my second ever cup race, but we'll take it, that's for sure. Take us through turns three and four and coming off the start fin- to the start finish line. I was just saying, there's got to be something go wrong. I mean, there's no way that we're leading the Daytona 500 coming out of turn four. I mean, it's just not possible. And then we were still leading across the checker flag, so uh, hopefully I don't wake up from this, because this is uh, insane. It might be a reincarnation of the Silver Fox. Let's see if we can get a word from uh, Glenn Wood. We've talked to Leonard. Glenn it's been 35 years ago today that we went to Victory Lane with David Pearson. Your thoughts today? Well, I didn't know that was the time, but this is one of the greatest ones we've ever had. What do you think about this young driver that you've got? Is he not unbelievable? Is that a reincarnation of the Silver Fox? I told him earlier. I had no doubts about him now. Ask the thoughts of Glenn Wood as it was 35 years ago this weekend that the Silver Fox took it to victory lane. David Pearson's going to go in the Hall of Fame. Trevor Bain becomes the youngest winner in the Daytona 500. 
Our congratulations to Trevor Bain and the Wood Brothers as the celebration continues in Gatorade Victory Lane. We gave you 30th, the top 30 a moment ago. Let's take you back through the rest of the field and how they finished. Brian Vickers will get 31st, Travis Quapel 32nd, Andy Lally finished 33rd, Matt Kenseth ran 34th, and Greg Biffle 35th. Jeff Burton finishes 36th, Marcus Ambrose finished 37th, Robert Richardson Jr. finished 38th, 39th will go to Joe Nemechek, 40th to Michael Waltrip, 41st to Brian Keselowski, 42nd to Kevin Harvick, and 43rd to J.J. Yaley. And that's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We went uh, eight laps over today in trying to get the Daytona 500 complete. And again, a feel-good story if I've ever seen one. The Wood Brothers back in victory lane, and young Trevor Bain, in only his second start in the Sprint Cup Series, scores a win in the biggest race of our series, the Daytona 500. Thanks to the voices we heard on our broadcast today, Dave Moody, Mike Bagley, and Jeff Striegel stayed busy in the turns on pit road, Winston Kelly, Alex Hayden, and Steve Post, and the mayor of the Pennsylvania Posse, Paul Horvath, here helping us out throughout Speed Weeks 2011. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate late Trevor Bain and the legendary Wood Brothers. They've won the 53rd running of the Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.